We're live. Hello, everyone. Do it live. We're live on something. (laughs) Live on something or high on something? Well, we can go both ways with that. I could could do both of those things. But anyway, let's let's, (laughs) let's not digress here and go sideways. You know, welcome, everyone. No, you're not. No, no, you're fucking not. No, you're not. So, hello, everyone. Welcome. Poor guys live. Poor guys uh, are live on the Ron Sables show. It's been a while with these three jabronis here. Coach Jeremy, Darth Pat, H.J. Nitro, and Wa. Hello to everyone in Facebook world. How is everyone doing on this dandy Sunday evening? And this was my last day of vacation. I go back to work tomorrow, so... Uh, that's why he has time for us. <laughs> <laughs> There's no wrestling pay per view. Oh shit! That was that was a that was oh, a good one. I that came out of nowhere. I'm at least sporting a new that was hat. Random. Yeah, what kind of hat is that, Jeremy? This is a uh, this is Breaker Surf Shop. They have a place down in uh, on Bethany Beach. Okay, I'm sure they have other locations too. But so that was that was my I got ended up having to buy two hats because I forgot my golf cap down there um, uh-huh. up here. So I ended up needing a new golf hat. And then I really liked the hats that they had at this place. But I had to find one that fit right. And this is the only one out of like the 40 some hats that they had all different styles, all different colors that actually fit my head right. Why did you need why did you why did you need a golf hat? Well, because I have a bald ass head and I didn't want it to burn. Right. <laughs> you use the SP uh, 100 on that shit. I wore a hat to the up. zoo. I wore a hat to. The, I didn't wear a hat to Cedar Point, but I wore one to the zoo. So. I'm so glad I don't have to worry about that issue. Yes. Legitimately. My dad has more <laughs> hair than I do, but his hair is a little bit thinner than mine. What he has, and he gets burned right through his right through his hair that he has. So. <sighs> So he has to be careful when he's at the at the beach too. So his hair is just not thick enough anymore. He's got a fair hair, but not as thick. I barely wear hats anymore. It seems mostly because of the fact that it's so goddamn hot all the time that it's like I just don't want to sweat through the goddamn thing. You know, I'm a little particular about my hats. I don't like them getting extremely dirty. So same, like same here. I have a couple old hats that are like sweat stained. I'm like, oh, wash these and still sweat stains. Like, ah, I'm not wearing these oh, no yeah. more. I, I don't wear them at the beach. I like to wear hats other times. But yeah, I, I'm not a big hat wearer when it's really hot out because I don't like that. Because it's just a, might as well just freaking put a beanie on and make my head sweat. That's why I don't understand those fashion beanies. I'm like, that looks absolutely ridiculous because um, I, you can't tell me you're not hot. Like, I, I don't care how thin that damn thing is. You're hot. If it's <laughs> if it's super hot, I'll, I'll break out one of my visors and wear that. Uh, that'll work. Yeah, I, I only wear a hat to protect against the getting burned. That's the only reason I wear a hat. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wear I can't wear visors because of an old George Carlin routine where he said that a visor is half of a hat. <laughs> so you don't wear a visor yeah. because of George Carlin. Hat, right. I can't. And I can't really pick you a visor. I've also always kind of thought the visors were stupid, so. Especially seeing Pat rocking it like backwards, upside down, that would be even better. <laughs> maybe That'd it's be also sweet. because of the, maybe it's also because, you know who I know that likes to wear visors from time to time? No. No. My my mother. Oh, sweet. You could look like your mom. That'd be awesome. No. Can't picture that. But 
does she wear like the old school like green see-through type of visors like at the at the bingo halls that they wear she rocked no, 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 then it's okay then. It's visor. Yeah, she and, get matching she, visors and walk down the street together. It would be fantastic. And and, and, she, and she does it rarely too. Now, like for example, um, next weekend, uh, her uh, two sisters, uh, the one who lives in Indiana and the one who lives in Florida, are going to be visiting. And I think my cousin from Indiana, who got married last year, is also coming. My other cousin from Indiana is not. But it's going to be like, I think, the first time that my mother and all of her siblings will be in the same place since I think my older sister's wedding seven years ago. So we're having like a get together at my parents' house, not my house anymore, uh, my parents' house Aww. next That's next, probably next, weird. Next Sunday. That's probably weird to say that, Pat. It, it is. I'm, I'm getting used to it now, though. But, uh, but so anyway, they're like all going to go to the shore on Friday. So they're going to drive okay. to the Jersey Shore and everything. Guarantee my mother will wear a visor that day. Because <laughs> that's one time that she will always wear a visor is if she goes to, if, she, if she's going to the beach. So rocking the visor. Rock. Yep. <laughs> oh, you know. Man. That's funny. Yeah, no. So my week has been my week's been very interesting. Uh stressed out more than I normally am with my job. Um they instituted oh, a new never program fun. that they want us to use for tracking project work. And I understand the point of it, but my brain immediately goes to, oh my God, now I'm in a job where they're going to start tracking and seeing how much work I'm actually doing, <laughs> which that kind of shit drives me nuts. I don't like being micromanaged like that. Like I like to be mm -hmm. trusted that, you know, I'm doing work even if I don't have like a particular project that I'm working on because like with the, what I was brought on for doesn't have a whole lot of like project work so to say like it's updating stuff randomly you know throughout you know as it gets closer to like the time when the meetings are going to happen and stuff like that or trying to come up with ideas of how to revamp stuff and so those are like the only like projects it's all like whatever i want it to be you know whatever projects i kind of dream up that's my project work so a lot of the times i'm handling other stuff that doesn't have anything to do with the actual program that i'm part of like helping oh, okay. out with this uh, technical support group, you know, because I was asked to do that. So I help out with that. So like I got weirded out by it because I'm like, um, if I don't have something in there, does that mean to them I'm not doing work, but they're not using it for that purpose. They're using it to like as projects come in, where the down, you know, where are the lags, where's this? Um, if they need to hire more people because they're like, okay, we need X amount of people to be able to help out with this, you know, they got like to forecasting that. Right. They need to be able to validate that with the amount of work that they have. You know, when he goes to his boss, my boss's boss, when he goes to his boss, <laughs> yeah. you know, they need to be able to prove okay, boss's boss. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When he asks, okay, what kind of, what projects are you working on? Where, where are the holdups? Where's, you know, what's getting completed? How fast is it getting done? This program allows them to pull like an analytic sheet to say, okay, this is what we got going on. This is how fast we're getting them done. These are where our stalls are and things like that. It's a really good, it's a, it's a program called Kanban. Like a lot of organizations mm. use it because it's heard of that. It's 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 used to fill help project and see where problems are and move things faster through streaming, um, through the you know finalized streaming. But like I was just like, Ugh. like <laughs> so I took I talked to my boss. I'm like, you know, you know, I'm doing work. You know, 
<laughs> even though I don't have it. So if I don't have something in there, it doesn't mean I'm not working. He's like, don't worry, we're not using it for that. You're good. <laughs> not yet. What you do. <laughs> and then, then as soon as you said that, your boss looked at you with a raised eyebrow and said, do I know you're always doing work? Well, and that, well, he, I, I have to safely assume he does because he never told me any other thing. He's like, yeah. never asked me, Jeremy, are you really doing something? Because I don't think you have enough to do. Like, he's never asked me that. He'll always ask me, hey, do you, you know, we got something coming up. Would you be interested? And I'm always like, yes, because I am always interested in helping out in other areas because I don't have a problem with having more work to do as long as it never overloads me and I can't get what I need to do done for my particular program. But so that was that. And then Saturday was going to buy a new car, which is a pain in the ass. Even it always when is. Picked out. Even when you know that it's going to be there because the whole week was like, okay, don't sell my car. Don't sell it. Don't sell it until Saturday because I didn't have the time throughout the week to go do it because it's a three or four hour process even when everything's already done. Yeah, it's fucking horrible. Yeah. So that yeah. was a pain in the ass because we got there at, oh, what did we get there? About four o'clock, 4.15ish, somewhere in there. And we did not get out of there until quarter, no, about 7.30. Still yeah, that's, that's, hours. that's not a great time to go because yeah, yeah you're, exactly. you're gonna run you're gonna run into the dinner hours and especially when you've got kids with you you know that's most uh, probably we made sure that eight before we left we took snacks with us like we had plenty of stuff for them and they were actually my kids were actually great like you know there's so many times we're like oh my god it's just like uh please don't do anything wrong like we're out somewhere please we're in public you know and we kind of worry but my kids were surprisingly both my kids um, were fantastic uh, and they were so well behaved that we got dinner out and then we even went and got ice cream out. So like they got a double treat for, you know, being so good in that. And I walked away with a great car. And then today was the other car getting that all cleaned up and all ready to sell, which was pretty much all my day out in the sun sweating my ass off. So that was fun and <laughs> stressful because now I got to sell this car. <laughs> so I went from buying a car to now I have to sell a car. So <laughs> that's yeah. been my week in my weekend. It's been really hey, fun. I actually did. I actually did something like that this week too, Jeremy. I didn't have to go through everything you did because they sent me a text message saying, we want to buy, we want to buy your, 2020 Kia Soul, and we'll put you in a brand new one, and your payment will go down. Oh, well, that's nice. So, Nicole got a 2022 orange Kia Soul, Ooh. and they paid off They paid off the last one, and my payment went down like 15 bucks. Nice. So, well, that, and that's the thing. Like, I learned, and even this car salesman that I was dealing with, he, uh, he even said, the market right now for used cars is so demanding that they're buying new used cars as fast yep. as they can, and they are jacking the price up on a used car as much as they can to sell, yes, they and they're are. selling them. Like, yeah. um, you know, it, it, it's crazy. I could not get them to come down. They would not come down one goddamn dollar on my car. Like, I was just like, you know, just mm -hmm. look, yeah, 26, you know, just meet me at 26. They were like, nah, they, they wouldn't even like come down like a hundred, like 500, nothing. I was like, okay. They're like, and this is, they're like, well, here, see this, this is our, now I'm not going to lie. I did really get a good thing out of it for, a, you know, to, that kept it at the price that it was at. I have a lifetime warranty on the powertrain. 
for oh, okay. so, so and it, when I mean That's lifetime, good. like it's 300 months or 500,000 miles. Like I'll never reach either of those with the life of this vehicle. <laughs> it's legitimately yeah. lifetime. Well, I mean, you got a Honda, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's definitely possible. <laughs> it definitely could be possible. Yeah. I think I'd hit the months before I hit the miles. I just don't drive that much anymore. Oh, true. But, true. But yeah, so it's just, day and age. but it was just like, okay, you know, you are guys gonna, gonna call are going to cover that and if something does go wrong you know we're, we're good so and they also gave us like lifetime tires and something else as long as we take the car to them to get the oil changes and the uh tires rotated on hmm. cons- uh, on their on the schedule that they want it to be like you know that three months three uh-huh. or three thousand miles as long as you're continuously going to them so could make out on that stuff. too so we'll find yeah. out just depends on if That's I want to drive all the way down there to do that stuff on a, you know, every three months basis. I could get it quick. I signed up for something where I get the oil changes for free, but they send me like a coupon book and I have to take the coupon in. Oh, so it doesn't necessarily, I don't have to do it every, I can do it every, I usually do every 5,000 for oil changes, sometimes six. So they're mm-hmm. sending me a coupon book where I have to just take the coupons in to get it done. So... Yeah, yeah I mean, if, that. That works if, they're too. Giving, if they're putting synthetic in, you really you usually can go longer. It depends. Just depends. you definitely can. My yeah. my my charger definitely is a synthetic oil change, but I the Kia, it's a, it's the lowest model. It's like the base model, so I usually could get away with getting the twenty dollar oil change on that mm-hmm. one. So yeah, you really don't need synthetic for that. I don't put synthetic in my soul. So. They've tried That's because your soul is real. It doesn't need synthetic. Nope. <laughs> They've tried, Joe. Don't trust me. They like look it up the first time I take it. Let me make sure yeah. that this doesn't need it. I'm like, look, this is a base model yeah. soul. I don't need a synthetic oil change. <laughs> unless you have like the turbo soul, all the other models. Unless you have the turbo, yeah. I, I wouldn't use synthetic in any of the models unless it was a turbo. Other other than that, just use the, the standard standard oil. It's not it's not a big deal. They, they wanted my, I didn't go to them. They came to me. Like the finance guy's like, why are you doing this? I'm like, cause you guys said you're going to buy this for me and put me in a new car. And my payment's going to go down. I'm like, I'm in. So <laughs> Kia is known for that. They're big for doing that stuff. Yeah. So I still get, I guess I, I, I still get Kia's. Think still about get, uh, that. Emails from uh, the, the soul I got from, uh, you know, my brother-in-law's place. Oh, you still have your soul? Want to trade that in? No, I don't want a car payment right now. Nope. I know that's. I could not afford a car payment right now, so we haven't had a car payment in three years. Oh, I always, I always have them. So. Yes, you do. (laughs) Yes, yes, you do. Because I don't ever keep a car for more than like three or four years. So. Let's see. I finished paying off. I finished paying off my car. four or five months ago i'm really kind of hoping to get five more years out of this car at least so you know because yeah. uh i've only just passed seventy thousand miles on it my commute now is uh a tenth of a mile <laughs> so um you know yeah i'm really hoping to warm this up in the snow yeah uh, especially might, since I, I... yeah well see that's actually something that's going to be a little well maybe not because um you know, I couldn't get, I couldn't use the uh, garage at the house after the 
garage door got slammed and that garage door was only just fixed a week ago. So <laughs> that's because uh, yeah, mo- a- you moved out there like sweet. Now we'll fix this shit. Now. <laughs> no, it was it had to do with like the people that they, they just like couldn't get the garage door in, supposedly, like whatever. But my point supposedly. is is that my yeah, supposedly. <laughs> I mean, the, but the point is, is that my car did actually spend most of this past winter sitting outside, and it wasn't so much of an issue. So hopefully, it won't be because I mean, um, that's what it's going to be doing again now. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. have a I don't have a garage, so uh, right. you know, we'll deal with that. And ah, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. I, I, I'm sure, sure we will. So. Yeah, so I mean, like my my soul is a 2012. It's going to be 10 years old. Uh, I paid it off a little early in like 2017. So I've had a car payment since December of 2017. But I, uh, uh, my car, I don't even. I think my car has like 76,000 miles and some change on it right now. Nice. It's not a lot for almost 10 years old. So. No, yeah, try nice. to keep it that way. Yeah. Try to keep it that way. I'm trying to buy like, a goddamn house or a townhouse or something in the next two years. I'm not trying to have a car. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is no. like ruined shit for me. It's it's one of those things like like I said, we haven't had a car payment since 2017 also. So it's been, you know, three, well, 2018. So it's been like three years and it's like, <sighs> we're not going to get Jill a new car, even though that's where I wanted to go. But we decided it was better for like, to get a family car, which is the one that I usually drive, the bigger family vehicle. So mm-hmm. we just thought that was a better investment for our, for us to do that instead of replace her small car with a midsize car. So because it's just yeah, I mean, you got a, you got a good vehicle too. those. Those are nice. Those are nice SUVs. And you got and it's a Honda, too. You can't go wrong with them. Well, yeah. Like well, after. After I was looking at the Acadias and stuff like that, and I called, you know, I talked to my mechanic, you know, my local mechanic that I always go to, and he's like, he's like, uh, I wouldn't suggest any GM products right now. They all seem to be coming mm-hmm. in with a lot of electronical pl- uh, problems. I'm like, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> he's like, we. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard about Hondas and, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, I would recommend Hondas and Toyotas. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, no problem. I'll end up paying about another thousand to two thousand more for the same year and package but that eh, it'll be worth it <laughs> so i've i've always said like i felt like i have to drive an american car because they're the only ones that are built for bigger people um but <laughs> after after like we were in disney world a few years ago and i drove that one nissan car i said you yeah, know I, I could i guess i could look at nissans mm-hmm. so but again i'm but again, I'm hoping to not have to, uh, you know. Uh, I would stick. I would get, stick look at another there. car for another several years. So I would, as long as you don't go up to a, a to their midsize, um, their Pathfinders and stuff like that, because the path for some reason they don't know how to build those anymore. Like they they since my mod since my year in above, like they always build them with problems. Something's wrong. With well, them. well, well, that's what's <laughs> kind of funny because it was a Pathfinder that I had when we were on our Disney World trip. Which I thought was actually pretty good, but then, like I said, that was uh, yeah, that was four years ago. So, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe they were I better then. I, I mean, I have no idea. So, yeah, they had a couple years where they did build them well, but then again, now all of a sudden they're having problems again. So it's like mm-hmm. they just reliability. That's the one thing I've learned. Reliability. That's the key word when you're buying used. How reliable of a vehicle? When is it going to start nickeling and diming you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Pat, just just wait a couple years and just yeah. just get to oh, yeah, like I just, said. just get to Tesla Cybertruck. You'll be good. Oh bro. my oh, god, shut yeah. up. Nobody's buying that shit <laughs> except for the rich and famous, just so they can uh, look cool. Oh man. I but I got rocking a Cybertruck. Like those are gay. Like take away your gay ass Tesla. <laughs> it was and, and Pat, that's maybe not so much for you because you don't but like these two went to cedar point a couple years ago with me it was a really weird day when i went there the other day like the 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 crate remember do you guys remember steel vengeance that's the one mickey lost his wallet on Mm -hmm. that ride's fucking nuts it was an hour wait for that and it was an hour and a half wait for the raptor i'm like what is going on here (laughs) wow really yeah i mean we didn't go on the raptor when the wait was an hour and a half by the time we we, we were going to go on it. We walked by it and said, this, I'm not doing this. But then when we were leaving, it was only like 20 minutes. Hmm, so then we went up. But it was just a really weird day. Like the, the wait times were like all over the place the whole day. And we took my friend Danny. We took his younger son, Mason. We took him. And he just turned 13. And he's obsessed with Cedar Point. We took hmm. him. The first ride we went on was the Millennium. He doesn't tell us until after we get off the ride that he's never even been on it before. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hey, I mean. Oh, I mean, he, he loved it, but he had never been at that or Steel Vengeance, and he got on both. And he just, I, I we just couldn't believe he was like, oh, I'm just going to go on this. I'm not going to tell these guys I've never been on it. And that was like what we started the day with. <laughs> hey, get the, get the good shit out of the way and make them, make them, make them go through that stuff. No, the rest are easy. Yeah. Like the one ride that at the, at the end of my bachelor party, Jeremy, didn't you? You were up front with me, and we kept going on the gatekeeper, right? Did you go on that with me a couple times? Because you you didn't go on the. I went on it once. Yeah, I went that on ride it. was broke down. That ride's been broke down the whole summer. The gatekeeper, it, it has not been open the whole summer. Really? Oh my God. Yep. I, I think I think that day for your bachelor party, I went on that like five or six times. Yes. We went on it a bunch of times while everybody went to back to go on the dragster. A bunch of us went on the gatekeeper a bunch of times. That, that the, the, line, the, the line wasn't even good. It was like three minute wait to get on the roller coaster. I was like, fuck that shit. I'm gonna keep going on this thing. This is cool. Okay. So and I'm cool I'm going I'm going to King's Island in two weeks with Zach, and I haven't been to King's Island since like probably nineteen ninety eight, so yeah, that's a long time ago. So that's there's a ton of new stuff that I've never been on in that park. So, well, and that one's that's another Cedar Fair. Uh, yes, yes, yeah. yes. So, yeah. I, I'd like to say that all Cedar Fair owned amusement parks are good, but they're not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been I've been at the one by you guys. It's fine. It's passable, but it's not. It's it's not Cedar Point. It's probably not even Kings Island. So. Now, a lot of people get excited for Dorney Park, and I'm just like, mm. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, I wasn't yeah. sure which which one he it's was. It's doable. Hey, it's doable. I, I would take I'm my always, kids there. Yeah, I'm always I'm yeah. always proud to say, for some reason, you know, I've lived here thirty three years, and I've still never been to Dorney Park. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> yeah, and, and the main reason for that is because I probably can't never... out half the rides. Well, I probably can't. No, um, you can't. I, you're, you probably can't. Yeah. Um, my it never held any interest from my dad. My dad's never been a roller coaster person, really. Uh, so okay. he, he never had any great desire to go there, and 
you know, my mother's not going to take us to an amusement park by herself. Um, so that makes sense. You know, it's just, just, just one of those things, really, more so than anything else. It's not that I have anything against the place, because how could I? I've never been there. <laughs> yeah. So it's not a terrible amusement park. It's just that the only way they get new rides in is by tearing down an old one. Like yeah. they have absolutely no room to build. They can't go any. They can't go over a certain height because of uh, airline restrictions, because of the flight paths and stuff like that. The park could be probably really, really good. If they had that the extra room to build and were allowed to go yeah. over certain heights, but because there's so many restrictions on it, the park is only ever going to be so big. And essentially, you're if there is a good ride, they'll keep that ride. If it's a ride that's not doing so well, they'll take it down and put something new in. And pretty much the park doesn't change. It doesn't really change that much. It's the same park year after year after year, where like some of the other ones, like Cedar Point, will you know, they most recently they didn't put they put a new ride in, but that was revamping an old ride. Yes. Um, you know, prior to that, they did put a completely new ride in, which I can't think of the name of that one right now. Um, but, you know, the gatekeeper, the no. gatekeeper was a was a was a new was a, was a brand new ride. They did not turn something into that. That was a new right, ride. But there was another ride before uh, before that or after that that they put in, I thought. I just don't know the name of it. Uh, well, they changed the one. They changed the stand-up thing to the Rougarou. They did that in the last five or six years too. Yeah, so it might, be older. it might be before that, and so I'm not sure when the gatekeeper was put in. But I remember my brother showing me footage of okay. it and stuff like that as it was being built because he's like, as soon as like a new ride goes in at Cedar Point, he's like all over oh, knows so, everything about. So Chris, Chris is yeah. like Zach. Yeah. Chris is like Zach. Okay. Yeah, oh yeah, he's a roller coaster enthusiast. Like, I mean, granted, he doesn't go all over the country and stuff like that, but I'd like he, he to pays attention to new coasters going in in different places and stuff. Like, ooh, I, got, I want to ride that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we went to Kings Dominion back in June. It's a nice park. Um, better than Dorney? It's definitely better than Dorney. Okay. Um, I will say that. Okay. Um, it's a big. It's a big park. Two of the rides I wanted to go on, they were broke down at the time. They weren't working. <laughs> Um, all the other roller coasters we went on, uh, the good food selection there. I mean, overall, a nice park. Uh, as far as my favorite parks, I would put it in my top five. It's kind of like, well, be in the middle of the pack as far as parks are concerned, as far as amusement parks are concerned. See, and I would, and it's funny because when you talk about amusement parks, like I know that technically, uh, that Disney is not a it's a theme park. It's a theme park, <laughs> not an amusement park. But yeah, still, I don't put it in that category. I know, but still. And that's why, I'm, like, my brother, Chris, he doesn't like – it's not that he doesn't like Disney. It's not what he wants. I, it's not what I want either. So he would – he's like, eh, I'll skip Disney. I'd rather go to this place. Universal. Where yeah. I would prefer to go to Disney, but that's because I like the Disney stuff. I like the atmospheric stuff of Disney and everything that goes along with Disney. That's more my flavor. Not that I don't enjoy the roller coasters, because I definitely do, but I definitely enjoy that more. Wow, but than... you, as we get older, Jeremy, my friend Danny is a perfect example. He can't do he can't do all the coasters anymore. So I'm like, why don't you let me take your kid so I can actually go on the rides with him. Instead of you taking him and just sitting there and watching him go on all these rides, we all went on everything basically. So, mm -hmm. but Danny's my age and he can't do all the, all the coasters anymore. He just can't do it anymore. And I remember at my bachelor party, you're like at five o'clock, you're like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things. I think I just need to start taking Advil for when I get a headache 
and take Dramamine <laughs> before I start the day. <laughs> yes. Just, like double it up, man. Just hit me with the stuff. <laughs> Extra strength. <laughs> Give me the goods. Because it, 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 it's a headache that always hits. And then after the headache, then I start to feel like I'm going to get sick. And it's like, it's no fun because I still want to go. But I'm just like, if I go on another one, I'm going to feel like shit, like until I go to bed. And I don't want to feel that way. So I just stop, which sucks. I mean, that's, but that's, that's, it's smart to stop instead of making it worse. Yeah. Well, so yeah. I don't stop. Yeah. I mean, my, my problem, my, my problem, my problem when I last went to Disney was just, getting exhausted yeah just from this year because you know those parks are a hike especially epcot um i didn't have any problems with any rides that i went on as far as feeling like uncomfortable like i went on big thunder mountain railroad wasn't really an issue i knew i wasn't gonna do good on space mountain so i didn't even try yeah uh, because when i was on that last back in 2007 the problem was is that because that's an indoor coaster and it's like in a smaller thing. Like, have you ever seen the inside of Space Mountain with the lights on? It's freaky. Uh, yeah. But um, the, the problem was is that I'm too tall for the cars. It has nothing to do with my weight. It's right. just height because the um, it's like one like so it's a kind of car where you get in the car and it's like a restraint that you pull up and it's supposed to kind of pull up to your midsection. But this only came up about as far as like my inner thighs. Don't and worry, you're good. Is, you will fall out. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't worried strength. about that. But the, but the problem is, is that Space Mountain, it's all twists and turns. So every twist and turn, I've got the huge ass restraint that's basically just going, you know, just jamming right into my legs. So that part was painful. So I didn't even try to go on Space Mountain when we were there last. But the other ride, the, the other rides, I mean, like Expedition Everest was a little rough. The Rock and Roller Coaster was okay, but. You know, like the rides weren't hurting me. It was just the sheer amount of walking because I'm carrying around too much weight anymore. So. I, my friend Eli couldn't get on the Wicked Twister because he was too tall because your feet dangle. And they said his feet could hit when we were going back and forth. So he was like, they wouldn't let him on that ride. <laughs> oh, and of course, yeah, well, was... That was the, other, the other problem I had with Disney last time was I couldn't go on the, uh, the main Avatar ride because I couldn't get, again, I think it was more of a height thing than a weight thing. You have to sit in these like stationary bikes, but you have to be able to put your feet back far enough that they can like lock you into place. Mm -hmm. And that was the problem. I could not put my feet back far enough where they could get them locked into place because <laughs> tops of my legs, like like the like the stationary bike thing has like a like a big you know thing across the, the top and everything. And I couldn't get the tops of my legs in underneath those and also have my legs extended back in a way that, um, you know, that, uh, that they could lock me in and everything. Just, so again, just imagining Pat, I didn't tell, I wasn't told I need to be a fucking contortionist to get on this goddamn ride. What the fuck's wrong with you? Fuckers? I, I, know, I did right? almost, I did almost feel like saying something like that. I really did. What's wrong with you guys? Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like, you really didn't warn that, like you know, you know, like you know, people with larger height might have issues with this damn thing. <laughs> yeah, they have a big sign out front that says, "If you can't do this, like it's a picture of like a person like doing a back bang with their feet tucked in their mouth or some shit like that, then don't try this ride." <laughs> yeah, I, you can't put your body in this position. This ride's not for you. <laughs> considering I was in line for that ride for two and a half hours, I would have been so something pissed. Something like that. Something like that. 
they made it up to me as best they could. They gave me like some free fast passes. So yeah, I still know. <laughs> when we went to uh, Kings Dominion, it was I was telling AJ this. Um, it was the first time ever within the amusement park where it said like a height restriction. Like if you're X amount of inches tall, you can't go on this, this, or this. And I was like, oh shit. I'm like, wow, it's the first time I've seen that before. It was kind of it was kind of odd, like all the craziness that these rides consist of anymore. I went, yeah, so you, you always see the signs about you have to be this tall to ride this ride. But I've never seen things about if you are this tall, you will be unable to ride this ride. You know? I, I yeah, had they, not, they had that there. Until the Wicked Twister with Eli, I had never had that happen with somebody where they were too tall to get on a ride. I thought he was about to say, I've never had that problem. It was going to be like, yeah, duh. Neither <laughs> <laughs> have I. <laughs> I, oh, I went shit. on... The one time in my life I went on Space Mountain, that was the biggest disappointment I've ever been on in my on, on a ride. That was that ride was so lame to me, and just I was so underwhelmed. And I'm like, this is garbage. <laughs> so well, it's, again, it's 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 a very old ride for one thing. And again, I went on it. This is ni- 1999, probably when I went on it. So it's not like I went on it the last 20 years. So this is 99 when I went well, on it. I don't know that they've changed it around much. Basically, what what I just mean no. by that is that the rides existed since the seventies. I don't think that they've ever really changed the overall like design or plot of it. The whole the whole no, premise of the ride, the whole premise of the ride is that you're supposed to be in outer space and not really being able to see where you're going. So that's why it's dark and it's just twists and turns and stuff. You know, there's no there's no loops. It's not incredibly fast. Um, yeah. Well, we were talking you about know, this on the last so, one, and I told Pat we took Abby, my my youngest daughter, on that, and she scared the crap out of me because I told her, don't put your hands up, hold on to the lap bar in front of you, and she immediately, as soon as we started going, put her hands up, and she's, you know, she's real thin and was even smaller right. then. I mean, I was, like, freaked out because I thought she was going to fall out the freaking car because it didn't. Like it only goes down so far, and it didn't like tighten up that it was like super tight on her. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I'm trying to reach for and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and I think they even tell you to like you know not not to really put your hands up on that because for one thing, it's pointless to put your hands up on that thing because you can't see where you're going. So right. it's not like when you're it's not like when you're on an outdoor coaster, you're all like, ah, ah, I, you know, tell an excited kid but, that put your arms down, damn it. <laughs> yeah, and there are there are also places where on that ride where as far as i know conceivably yeah you could hit the track like there could be track above you that you can't see and you could hit it i don't um, i don't uh i hold on i hold on to all rides now i don't put my hands up i don't do any of that shit no more i hold on <laughs> i never put my hands up because i just always thought it was like you know oh, look at me look at me and i've just never been that type of person so Oh, okay. Never the look at me person. Like, look away. Don't stare at me. It's <laughs> yes, a monster. That was before I got fat. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Ogres have layers. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Lord. All right. Let's talk a little sports. <laughs> let's, let's talk about this embarrassment from this morning. What embarrassment is that? What is oh, that? US. I, I, I did, oh, the I basketball team lost I, to France. I, I saw. Yes. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I didn't see the Fucking game. Horrible. I just saw. I just saw the result, and I was just. I'm like, you know, I, I think it's the game's much more international than it was 
it is. 30 years ago. You know, mm-hmm. it's like when the Dream yep. Team steamrolled everybody. But nobody has a whole team of NBA players except for us. Right. So I think it's – and, you know, you somebody might say, well, you know, of course, all these NBA guys, they're, you know, they haven't all played together and blah, 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 blah. But it's just not making excuses. It's, you got too it's, much – It's not you, a good you got, excuse. You've got too much talent to be making excuses. Well, here's nope. here's the simple fact, okay? It's essentially the super team of super teams because they are all NBA athletes. They're all, for the most part, superstars on their individual teams. But the, the simple fact is they don't know how to play as a team. Nope. Basketball is a goddamn team sport, and you will not change that just because you have superstars on it. That's why these some of these super teams that come up in the NBA anymore don't fucking work because they don't know how to play a team. Yes, they know how to play individually and play very well individually, but as a team, they don't play well together, and they have big holes and big problems. That's what's happening with the USA team this year because they have lost multiple times to teams that they probably shouldn't lose to. They have. Nope. They lost two exhibition. I mean, they didn't have their whole team during that's, the exhibition season, but they still shouldn't have lost. They still shouldn't have lost to Nigeria no matter what. And then that's you have still- guys – the excuse like, is horrible. Like Ben Simmons that pulls out, doesn't even want to play in the in the Olympics because he's a douche. And yeah, why he is LeBron not on? for Canada anyways. Well, but why is LeBron not on the team? Why did he not go? I'm sure he, he said he's has done. to go. He said he's done with the Olympics. And as much as as much as I like to take pot shots at LeBron, I, I give LeBron the benefit of the doubt. He did just play they they the way they did the season this year was rough for somebody like LeBron who played all the way through the finals last year, like the way they did the season this year. So I don't blame him for not going this time. Like I, I would rest if I was him. So, I, I mean, Le, 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 LeBron's kind of done his Olympic. Right. Game. And he has, right. Yeah. He's been, I, I mean, here's the thing. Like, I, I don't care who the NBA players, like whoever they selected your NBA players, they don't play as a team. I watched, I, I, I got the alert on my phone this morning that they had lost. I'm like, oh my God, are you fucking serious? So they showed the game later on. I just on saw the, the highlights. I saw the highlights where they had bricked about four threes when they could have taken the lead in the last yeah. 30 seconds. And see, I heard about that, yeah. And, and and that's the whole big deal. Like, I watched the game. I watched the game then. You know, they played good in the first half. They had the little spurt to kind of go back and forth in the third quarter a little bit in the beginning of the fourth quarter, but they have these, these random lapses in fucking defense. When you have guys, I don't care if you're not the greatest, like one-on-one defender in regards to NBA players, but play some team defense to make these stops. And it's, it's horrible when you brick all those threes, when you're playing fucking international drive to the fucking hole, like the way it's set up, it's, it's, it's meant for slashers. I mean, D-Way did it. Kobe did it all the fucking time when he was playing. Fucking take it to the hole. But yet, we have good three-point shooters. I don't care who's on the team. Let's just start jacking up threes, jacking up threes. Grant's six fuck, Durant's six fucking ten. Take the shit to the fucking hole. Get it and one. Do do something. Like, stop the clock. Got, do, do something. They don't They don't you, play you properly in regards that to that. You got to dunk that shit. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, and, and, and international play is very physical. So mm-hmm. if you guys don't want to be physical and you're going to jack up threes, you're just going to fuck yourselves. And they're going to lose. They're, they're not going to medal if they don't get their shit together. Their defense was better. Their defense against France the was way better than, than, their, than their exhibition games. 
but still they their their offense the way they ran it was just it was fucking horrible well that's and that's another reason why i love like i saw a post and i and i have i saw it on facebook and i had and i had to laugh they're like the original dream team would get beat by i think it was the dream like the lebron dream team the first dream team with lebron no, absolutely I'm like, not um I, I they wouldn't know. lose to any of them no and and that's the thing like it made me laugh because the post said something about like these it was a bunch of ha- like overrated superstars on, on this team i'm like one no they weren't overrated and two they had to whoop their asses because they played defense and they played as a team like that's why they won it wasn't because the international players weren't as good i mean granted that it was a it was a part of it okay there is a lot was more international it, players still. in the nba now than there was and there's a lot more international professionals now yep. where there's professional leagues all over europe now but yep. they've always existed just not at the level that they do now but the simplest fact came down comes down to is one they played team basketball the original dream team and two they were freaking physical like they were nba superstars just like any other dream team but they played physical and they played freaking team ball you cannot play you cannot play an international play and not play team ball they'll each they got a bunch joe they got three guys on their team that play defense they have drew holiday they have bam at a bio and they have draymond green that's it yeah you gotta play defense that's <laughs> I didn't I, think that was is... my other thing with the, de- the original dream team they play defense they, oh yeah they, I, defense was ridiculous I, i'm yeah, getting I, really i'm getting really i get really sick of people who really want to say like oh the original dream team would have lost to this team I, no no the original dream team was the greatest collection of talent in any sport at ever. any time ever <laughs> You had so it was a team f- completely full of Hall of Famers and Christian Leitner. No offense to Leitner, I'm not. I'm not trying to single him out. It's just that you know. Oh, I, I but, am. But you had so many. You had so so many of those guys were in their primes. Yeah, the only the two guys. The, the only two guys on that team that you could say were past their primes were Bird, Bird. And, that because, and, that, and that was because of injuries and, and Magic, Magic. And, that, and that was because. You know, he was he had over ten years, and unfortunately, of course, he just had the HIV diagnosis and everything. I'm sorry, you're, you're telling. I, I the rest like of those guys were for the most part, the and I, and I like a lot of these 20s. guys. But, right, but you're, you're telling me these guys are going to be a team with Prime, Jordan, Ewing, Stockton, Malone, Barkley, Robinson, Drex. Come on. Nope, not at all. Not even close. I think yeah, the people... best. I think the best. Obviously, the 92, and then I think the 96 team was really good, and then the Redeem team, which is the one with Kobe and LeBron and, and Wade. I think those were the best dream teams I've seen, those three that I just said. So. The Redeem team was the, what, the 08 team, right? Yes. Yeah, that team had, that was. Yeah, because I know Kobe it was 04 Le- when they fucked up, so. Yes. That was like Kobe, LeBron, D. Wade, Chris Bosh, Carmelo Anthony, um, the, God, the guy who played for Illinois, I can't remember his name. Um, Aaron Williams. Yeah, yeah. Charmin. There was other other people on that team. They were they, they they had a really good deep team too. Because they played defense and they did all the they did all the everything. Like Carmelo's like considered the maybe the best international player the U.S. has ever had because he always plays really well when he played in international play. Like Carmelo, I, I guess he's a Hall of Famer maybe to me. But he like is the best international player 
we've had. Like numbers, statistically, he's the best yeah. international player that we've had. So, and, if the, and the thing is, like, I don't, the excuse that not having like <clears throat> Middleton and Holiday and Booker and all that jazz, that, that's an excuse. You got KD and you got Dame and you got Bam and you got Draymond Green. Like you got other guys and you got other people playing supporting roles. Like you, there's absolutely no reason. I don't care if you're five guys short. There's no fucking reason for that team to be losing in a manner. And all these European teams play with, play with each other, you know, play team ball you know, and during their off seasons and, and international play and they just, and these international NBA players in their off season, they go back to their home countries mostly and play with these guys. So they're playing true team ball where the NBA players are just trying to find their groove. It's just, it's just, they, they got to show more. They, they got to come out and, and show more. Cause if they don't meddle, yeah, it's going to be horrible. And at it's gonna be at that bad. point, then they might as well just go back to let the college kids play. If, if, if like at that point, you might as well just let the college kids play. Well, just, I, I, was, I was, I was going to say like the last time the U S didn't medal. Actually, I'm not even sure if it was that they didn't medal. They didn't win the gold was back in. Um, when they won the bronze, the bronze. No, medal. that was, cause that was, that was 2004, but it was, uh, it's 1988 is that I was, that I was thinking of. And, they also there was, drastic, there was drastic changes in after that, which was okay. We're going to let the pros play. Yeah, they, they did. They finished like seventh at one of the world championships, though. They finished worse, yeah. like at one of the world championships. They finished well, like seventh. And the only reason that they started letting NBA players play is because international ball players were professionals. They were not college yep. kids. They were already professionals, so they wanted to level the playing field, which it's caught up to the U.S. Like the U.S. is not the great dominant basketball group that they they used to, they could be, but they're not anymore because of I mean, the way they play. should put the G League players in there if that's the case. The way the way that the <laughs> the way that the NBA players play basketball now on a regular has more turned into not in fully, but there are aspects of it that look more like a street ball game than an actual organized NBA game. I mean, if do I I believe that. If they would have gotten all the people, their first choices at every position, if they would have gotten the, the 12 guys they wanted, they wouldn't have lost that game today. I'm not saying they would have won by 40. They wouldn't have lost that game today if they would have got Steph Curry and Anthony Davis and LeBron and the people that they wanted to go. I mean, JaVel McGee would be one of my last choices for a guy I would take. So they do have at least one guy on that team who is a last resort. I don't think that they would have blown them out by 30, but I do think they would have won if they would have had all the people that they wanted to go. But a lot of people said no for injuries or for rest or whatever. So COVID. COVID. Yeah. See, that, that's, that's another thing too. It's like if, if they, if they do not win or not medal and it's like, you know, you look at the, like, well, they didn't get this guy and that guy and that guy. Cause these guys didn't want to play. And you know, if COVID's the reason it's like, you kind of go, eh, right? Still like, not I, I kind of no get excuse. that. I'm, I'm just saying that's. I fully understand somebody saying, "Yeah, I don't want to go play in the Olympics this year because of COVID." That's. that's well, let's move on to something that's a little bit more fun to talk about with the Olympics: women's softball. The women's softball team is kicking ass. They are. They're yeah, they're pretty dominant. They, <laughs> yeah, no, they they are. They won yesterday two to one. They weren't they supposed to play today? I think. Uh, I don't know. I think pretty much basketball and softball and baseball and all those sports that are like in round robin tournaments and that are playing daily. 
I know the I, I've been watching the um the three on three women's uh basketball. Yeah, how about that? That's which, interesting. Which is which is cool because they've had to play like two. They played two games today and they had to play two games yesterday. Um, it's, yeah, it's, they played it's, a, what fifteen? Uh, I think they'd play to. It's it's kind of street ball, so it's ones ones and twos for points, and you play till tw- whoever wins, whoever gets the twenty one first wins. But oh, there is a time, there is a time limit. So if you don't get the twenty one, whoever's winning at the end of end, end of the time limit wins the game. Right, and they have um, a, what is it? A they have a a twelve second shot clock. I think it is. Yeah, I think it's uh, twelve or fourteen seconds. I think it's fourteen seconds. Yeah, it's really sh- it's really short, but I mean it's half court three and three. But uh, so they're so they're playing so they're playing huck and chuck. <laughs> it's been it's been some good get basketball I, I, I will say that yeah and they are using women's uh wmba players so they are Correct. uh professional yep. athletes in that sense i like i would rather play three on three than full court i'm, I'm a better three on three player anyway so i don't know if they have a men's three on three they do they uh they, they do they, the u.s they didn't qualify. make it they didn't qualify. They lost in the qualifying <laughs> game, and they were favorites to medal too. I don't remember who was on the team. The player Robbie Hummel from Purdue. I know he was on there. Robbie Hummel from Purdue was on there. That's yeah, freaking they, awesome. Yeah, they blew it big. They blew it big time. Yeah, pretty disappointing. So freaking awesome. So I was looking at the medal count right now, and they are. Let's see. Uh, China. China leads with twelve. United States has 10, and then ROC, which I'm not sure who the ROC is. Somebody help me Russia. out. R- Russia. That's Russia, uh, because Russia Russian is Olympic committee. Russia is officially banned, yeah. I believe, because of their yes. multitude of doping scandals over the last several years. <laughs> yeah. So we must get stronger. It's, it's, um, they're Russian it's, athletes, uh, it, it, but they it's, had to be little, tested. And, and and it's yeah it's like so i think it's like they're not like officially like you know representative of the country and it's kind of also like uh i want to say it was back in the um the 92 olympics because of the collapse of the soviet union and everything there it wasn't you know it wasn't the soviet union anymore but it also wasn't russia they were called like the unified team and i think they represented yeah, they i think it also still represented not just russia but also some of the former um, Soviet countries, which hadn't really kind of like fully established themselves yet and everything. So it's, yeah. it's almost like a situation kind of like that, where it's like, it's, it, it's the country, but yeah. not quite. So <laughs> they talked, they talked about it last night on TV. So they're allowed to use Russia's colors, of course, because they're from Russia, but they're not allowed to have Russia anywhere on their gear. It just has to say ROC and you're just, they're, they're, they're representing Russia Olympic Committee. They're not allowed to re- represent Russia, the country. And I believe, yeah, it's it's, some, it's, uh, it's, more, it's more or less that they're punishing the country, not the athletes. Yeah. It reminds me of a Jay Z song. The but they had to they had to get tested. Yes! <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, they had to get tested though because of all the crap that the they, they were getting away with, or you know, all oh the other God. shit they well, were yeah, doing. They, it's like we can't win. We can't beat anybody. All right, how do we win? Steroids. Give everybody yeah. well, steroids. Growth human human growth well, hormones. Let's do it. It's 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 not just uh you know like steroids. I it's know. it's just the it's just the the whole um the the, the whole concept of, of doping. There was a 
there was a really good documentary film that was made several years ago, which also won the Academy Award for Best Documentary, uh, called uh, Icarus, like the, um, you know, the uh, the mythological figure. Yes, the dude with the wings. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I watched that a number of years ago on Netflix. I don't know if it's still available, but if it is it's definitely worth watching mm-hmm. um, because it started off as um, oh yeah it's, it's it is still available yeah um, it basically started off as this guy just wanting to get information about like what doping is how you do it if like you know it would be recommended for somebody like him who was like a cyclist but and was just looking to just be able to cycle easier basically so he got hooked up yeah so he got hooked up with this guy who then it turns out was like basically doper (laughs) no no no, it was nothing to do with lance armstrong um he was like he was basically putin's like go-to doping expert Mm. and he then basically blew the whistle on what they were they were doing in russia and everything and then it basically became this guy's life is in danger because you know Putin is a dictator. Uh, no, he's not. He's the know, president who, of Russia. Who who, who doesn't uh, dictator? What's that? Who, who doesn't uh, take kindly to people uh, raining on his shit? So um, yeah, it's if if you get a chance to watch it, I would definitely recommend it. Yeah, no, it's 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 funny because you know, um, and not to really get political, but it's just funny. Um, people think we have a problem with racism here they should go over to russia where they have a huge problem with k with uh kkk and uh white nazis and you know all that shit they have a real well, problem with that kind of stuff over there it's unfor- unfortunately that kind of extremism is on the rise in a lot of europe too yeah. uh, i mean yeah russia it's always been like that but russia has always been a very isolated country um yeah. throughout its entire history so yeah. That's why they were so backwards for for so long, and um, I also feel like that's probably one of the reasons why they, you know, succumbed to you know communism and everything was because it was the only way for them to become really really like relevant on the world stage and everything. So, yeah. but it was it was interesting. I saw a program, and it, the program that you're talking about, I've seen bits and pieces of it. Never watched the whole thing, but I was watching another program. It was about like the. <clears throat> The not the, you know the the neo Nazis and you know everything that goes along with the the white supremacy over there and it's like very scary to be either homosexual you know, and black over there it's like it's very oh, yeah. to be either of those two things over there because if you are and one of those extremist white extremist groups over there finds you they pretty much kill you and nobody says anything about it which nothing is happens. really freaking scary like, yeah well, I mean okay it's... well that person's dead. Yeah, it's like that. There's a reason you never really see black Russians. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm not not, try, not really trying to make a joke about that, but that's really what it is. So yeah, yeah. so it's just like it's just interesting when you think of the things that have gone on in our in the United States over the last couple of years compared to how it really could be if we if we were in a different country. So it just makes you think, but. Back to the Olympics, where I was going with this and the gold medals and stuff like that. Well, the medals in, st- in general. Before we got on that tangent of the ROC, the ROC has <laughs> uh, got seven. 
Uh, Japan's got six, and then South Korea round, uh, rounds out the top ten, or top five, I should say, with uh, five. And they're tied with Italy right now with five. So says Ledecky lost. To yeah, she the got lady. silver. So she's she's one of the people that could clean up at this Olympics. So yeah, she just and she she just didn't win. Uh oh. Yeah. Yeah, she has like eight other races. <laughs> she's in a lot of she's in a lot of the different swim well, races. That Dressel hasn't raced yet tonight. I'm waiting to see what he does because he's another guy that's supposed to clean up. So right. and we're gonna see a lot of things he's happen as swimming takes off as track and field takes off like that's yeah, so we, a lot yeah, of US, like, Olymp- a lot of u.s medals come in track and field i mean we're gonna they're right and the track and field is always weak too so you yeah. know like they, it's like sw- swimming is always weak one and track's always weak too so i mean biles is gonna win i, I want I me mean, i watched biles and she's not wasn't even at her best tonight she still is better than oh, everybody else well <laughs> she yeah, still that, got good that, scores <laughs> Yeah, well, well, that sure. was that was that was like the other big story of today was that she had a big um, mishap in her floor floor routine. She definitely yeah, had was, a mishap. Was but you know the, what? Uh, the, in the team standings, they're they're be they're behind the uh, the Russians. And yeah, I think she, it's, it's, the fir- it's the first time they've like trailed in an international competition as a team since like 2010. Like she still so. scored over 14 for her floor, but like she had a big. 0.30 deduction because she, she stepped out of bounds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not not just step out of bounds. Her whole body she, went out of bounds. She, she she like overpowered the move and she slid away off the whole thing. I'm like, oh shit. But that's like but, she because her difficulty of everything so crazy. Like it doesn't so like. But she's gonna win. She's gonna win every event possibly when they do the individual thing. So. Yeah, and they're still they're still gonna there's they're still in it for the team, so they'll be fine. Yeah, the the U.S. the they'll women's U.S. Uh, Olympics gymnastics team, their uniforms were made by a company in Pennsylvania this year. Yeah, interesting. I, I wasn't I wasn't a big uh, fan of the Ralph Lauren um, outfits for mm. opening ceremony. Wasn't a big I still could I I honestly still couldn't believe that they did the opening ceremony. I understand it's like, well, you kind of sort of have to, but at the same time, it's like if there's nobody in the place to watch it. I mean, it's kind of meaningless. It's for everybody on TV. That's all. I know, but it's like even with it, it's always much better with people like actually able to watch it live. Oh, die any any die any that like wrestling was way better with a crowd. I mean, anything's better with a crowd. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's just. Well, I, 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 when, when I, 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 have, <laughs> I, I, of course, I've obviously well, I understand why they had to cancel spectators, but it's like that, that made me like a lot less like to watch I, the Olympics. I don't usually like the wrestling crowd, but it's still better with a crowd than it is without a crowd. So, see, for me, the, yeah, the, it's it's hard, it's harder to fake crowd noise when there's yeah, an actual yeah. crowd. <laughs> the, the, for, the, for the Olympics, the crowd is more for the the athletes there. It's not really us on TV. Us watching it at home, it's it's, it's different. Like they can't hear us. You know, it's just, well, it's it's like, just oh. having the crowd for for them is is one thing. Like if you have like for the swim teams are out there watching their 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 fellow swimmers, you know, compete. They're allowed in there for certain sports, but you know, it is what it is. Just have to keep moving. Oh, oh all the athletes should just have called up like every baseball player and said, so what was it like playing in front of nobody? 
<laughs> pretty much <laughs> it sucked I, I i just need to get an idea of like uh how how easily you can hear things in, in the stands that you wouldn't otherwise hear <laughs> yeah for volleyball is the other sport I, i'm i'm a huge volleyball fan so i, I like watching i watch the watch a lot of the volleyball indoor and the, and the beach volleyball matches i have fun watching that there was... what was this beach volleyball controversy about the uniforms which country was that no that wasn't the beach volleyball. Uh, that, that was, was for the... that was beach handball yes beach handball oh beach handball and okay. that was yeah. the swedish team i believe yeah swedish team i think the americans as well got fined 1500 hours for not wearing bikini bottoms they wore the sh- the short bottoms like really really well, they have to wear bikini bottoms let's make this as sexist as we possibly can well yeah like, and the rule really? went into 2000 in 2012 is when that rule went into as to far as what the uniform requirement was for beach handball they're not allowed more than 10 millimeters of material on the side of the uniform on their bottoms. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. 10 millimeters. Like are we putting them in G strings? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, like, and, I'm uh, now I'm going to sound do, like a pig. Do, do, here, do, do, but... do the men have to play that way? <laughs> no. That's how big so. <laughs> you know, I'm going to get some like speedos out, baby. Okay. But don't get me wrong. When, when I'm watching women play beach sports, it's nice to see them in a bikini. I'm not going to lie. Okay. As, as of course you're not. I get it. But <laughs> I get it. I also understand their point of we're not here to be sexual objects. We're here to represent our country in a sport and win a medal. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I get that. So if they want to wear fucking shorts and a bikini top, I'm not going to argue with that either. I'm not going to be like, okay, well, sure. Yeah. Go for it, man. Whatever. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, it's so stupid. So yeah, they're stupid. Well, yeah, because well, and you know, I I have to only assume the Olympic Committee is made up of a whole bunch of horny ass old men. So <laughs> probably hence why they made that rule of the ten mil the ten millimeters of material on the side of the bikini bottom for the women. Like this makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, it's like super specific. <laughs> and and one yeah. of the one of the thing one of the thing in addition to probably being a bunch of men like they as uh, since it's a, yeah. Since it's an inter- <laughs> since it's a uh, that's dying over yeah. there. No, no. no. <laughs> since it's since it's since it is an inter- international uh, sports organization, you also have to immediately assume that it's corrupt as fuck. Oh, so, it is. The, the, the every internet, every yeah, every international sports committee is whether it's FIFA or the IOC, <laughs> yeah. especially FIFA. <laughs> well, of course, especially FIFA. I mean, you just you can't trust any of them. But yeah. skateboarding was fun too. It was fun to see that uh, that whole aspect in the Olympics. I thought that was interesting. That skateboarding. So there's three new sports this year. May I four new sports? Okay, four. So I, I I knew there was three. I missed the fourth. So there's skateboarding, which is pretty mm-hmm. cool. There's like speed climbing or something like that. That's like <clears> competitive climbing. Competitive climbing. And mm-hmm. uh, the third one that I knew about, which I thought was really cool, is cheer is now part of the Olympic sports. I was not aware of that. I, I didn't realize skateboarding one. was. I didn't realize skateboarding was new. I guess I thought maybe it's not for this year. That. Maybe cheer is not this year. Maybe it'll be the next Olympics. Surfing. Surfing and karate are the other two. Karate? Surfing and karate are the other two new ones. Karate. I've watched the skateboard format that they had in the Olympics because they do the the world championships and stuff like that on ESPN and whatnot on ESPN too. That was fun to uh, watch skateboarding. It was good. Tony Hawk was there, you know. 
cheering on those dudes. You know, of course he was okay. going to be there for skateboarding, being in there for the first time. All right. So t- cheerleading is not in the 2020 Olympic games. I think but I've heard of the their... future Olympics. Yeah. So I, I apologize. That was not one of the four. My, my apologies. Cause they just brought back baseball back for the first time since 2008. I think it was. I can't believe they ever took baseball out. That didn't make any sense to me. Why would it not an Olympic sport? I mean, there's all, almost every country plays baseball. It wasn't to the, not to the same extent as like as like basketball and soccer. So that that can actually segue to the the terrible uh, logo for the new Cleveland baseball team. So <laughs> oh, they did it. They finally the gar- did it. They came. The, you know, I I, I got to I got to I got to admit that I I really felt like the name change you know should have happened and everything, and I guess like there's some like historical context for them picking that name and everything, but when yeah. I got the the alert the other day and saw that that was their new name, my first thought was, are you even trying? There's a, there's a stupid <laughs> finish fucking, them up with something better. A, Stupid fucking bridge called the Guardian Bridge that's like right by the stadium because I saw it the other night and I'm just like this is what this is what we named the team after this fucking right, bridge. And, I, and, and, and <laughs> I believe there I believe there's a historical context to that which I don't I don't know exactly what it is so I'm not going to try to say what it is. I was but I was still just... my, my my whole point is just that like uh, yeah. I was disappointed that my choice for their name, the pieces of shit, didn't get any love. Damn it! <laughs> yeah, because that, well, that was that was going to be their I'm, next name. I, I, I'm shit. shocked. A I'm giant shocked. turtle so, side of their helmet. <laughs> so one team is down, and now we have another team. Let's see what the the Washington Football Team ends up well, becoming well, next year. I I said I said if they change it because they're there still like well we. We don't know if we're gonna also, change it. The Guardians. <laughs> There's another logo where it's like two a G and a baseball and another G. It's like it looks like a bridge kind of. Yeah, I saw yeah, that one too. That. Let me see if I can find that. <laughs> you know that they're you know, you know that they're basically just gonna try to hopefully just like start selling like Guardians of the Galaxy theme merchandise or something oh my like God. that. You know, they would scroll it, scroll to the top where you had Jeremy. Just click on well, images and it should show it. Oh, okay. They yeah. would they, yeah. they would try to cut some kind of deal with Disney to to or, or they're yeah, maybe just oh, there they're with, that, that <laughs> one, yeah with the baseball in the middle. Hope, or they're maybe just hoping that people will do like bootleg shit. You know, that's that uh, looks like angels in the outfield. That is that's yeah, kind of sweet. <laughs> oh, you mean hey. the. Uh, the, uh, the, the Disney it's a G angel. grabbing the ball. G ball. The, 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 yeah. the Disney angel uniforms that they wore back in the mid '90s when Disney bought the team. Those yeah, were awful. Much. That's funny. Listen, it, it's the funny thing about it is like no matter who likes the name or who hates it, five years from now we're going to be so used to it, no one's going to get two shits. Yeah, I mean you're probably right, but I just yeah, I, I mean, and that's that that's fine. But like I was saying about like the Washington football team, I said. Well, I hope they don't just go and change their name to something like you know that just is like, like obvious and easy, like the Defenders, you know, because <laughs> I mean, it's like you got to come, you got to come up with something better. That's all I'm saying. They could have been like the Washington Rebels or something like that. No, okay. that makes no sense. I just don't want them to be the Warriors. As long as they're not the Warriors, I don't want that name being. They've they've pretty much they've pretty much yeah, already not, said that they're, they're not yeah, going they're not to be. Yeah, not doing that. 
and the they shouldn't for, for multiple. They shouldn't for multiple reasons. So <laughs> the dumpster fires. Yeah, I think the Warriors was brought up, and they were like, "Yeah, no, we're not using that." Well, I think a lot of people were afraid that they were going to because, you know, it's like that obviously could be argued to have like a Native American connotation too. So it's like, oh, okay, so you switch from a non, you switch from a racial slur to a non-racial slur that could mean pretty much the same thing. So it's like, well, you didn't really learn anything from this little ordeal, did you? So they're gonna they're gonna keep it somewhat. I think in the same aspect of the other two teams and that represent Washington. So I just don't know which, which way they're going with it yet. So we'll we well, get the, so so the Washington wizards on two different X ends of the nationals. There. And then the nationals, nationals. too. Okay. Yeah. So long as, so long as the they wizards are just because it is what they it didn't is. want to be I the bullets anymore. We're like, we can't be the bullets. Yeah. We can't be something that kills somebody. <laughs> the well, wizards were just a very yeah, weird choice. They should be yeah, the Washington no Warlocks. Go along with the Wizards thing and call them Warlocks. The Washington Warlocks. That'd be sweet. That's the football team. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be down with that. That'd be funny. You. And we're gonna I'm like, how, we're going to show you how bad we can lose. <laughs> yeah, they're like, besides the Olympics and that, just because I'm local with the Indians, but this whole business with Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC is stupid, in my opinion. So. Oh, I figured it out. We'll have the SEC East, which will be Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, Kentucky, Vanderbilt, Tennessee, Auburn, and Alabama. And then you'll have the SEC West, which will be Ole Miss, Mississippi State, LSU, Arkansas, Missouri, Texas, Texas A&M, and Oklahoma. And I'll still fucking have the SEC with a passion. Oh, <laughs> Well, you hear about, uh, was it Iowa State and Kansas State? Yes. Might go to the Big with, Ten. Go to the Big Ten. And you know what, to be honest with you, this 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 isn't I'm not surprised by any of this because like three, four years three, four years ago they were talking about like the big five are gonna at, at some point in 15, 20 years are gonna become the big three. Well maybe big four will push big four, but definitely it's gonna be well, big three or big big four. Well, here's the thing. I, I saw something about the it said like the AAC wanting to try to take some of the big 12 schools and i'm like that's fine ain't gonna matter um nope but here if texas and oklahoma do go and join the sec obviously the biggest loser is the big 12 because the conference will yep. cease to be important and all the members will just go disband or do whatever mm-hmm. who's the second biggest loser if texas and oklahoma go and join the sec Texas there isn't i am looking to i am looking for a specific answer for this by the way okay repeat texas isn't there repeat your question if texas and oklahoma go and join the sec after the big 12 conference which will pretty much cease to exist and in all likelihood who is the next biggest loser in that switch texas a&m who's the network who's the network that covers the the big 12 is there a specific network it's a combination of Fox and ESPN, just like yeah. They, they don't they don't have a dedicated network like the other ones do. Hmm. Yeah, there's there's no Big Twelve network there. Like there's a Big Ten network and an ACC I would, I would network. Say there's, an I would network. say there would have to be maybe a bowl, whatever bowl game that they qualify for the Big Twelve. Nah, Where's there's Pat still plenty going of bowl with games. this? Where's Pat going with this question? And it's because of what I was reading about what other conferences could do in response. Notre Dame. <laughs> 
No, because Notre Dame will Notre Dame will face facts and they'll. Just... I don't know. I have no idea where you're where you're going. Where what you're? Are you talking about the playoff system? No, no Notre Dame. will see Notre Notre Dame. Good guess, but Notre Dame will face facts and they'll just go and join the ACC as a full time member. There's this whole thing about the ACC and the Pac-12 then talking about working together to form some kind oh. of super conference. So the next yeah, biggest yeah. loser okay. of Texas after the Big 12 conference of Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC is the Big 10 because the Big 10 is going to become increasingly irrelevant and it'll be increasingly a northern conference where so many kids are just going to go, why should I go play there when I can go play in the warm weather schools? Yep. So the Big 10 is going to get shit can big time by this and i kind of think that's funny but you know <laughs> yeah i good. just i just i don't like i i liked college football better like 15 years ago i really did i guess i'm a traditionalist i actually liked the bcs i actually liked i don't really like the playoff and they're going to expand the playoff to at least eight teams and it's just like then it's going to be 12 then you know in 20 years it's going to be 16 they're going to keep expanding the playoff and I don't really want them to. So I, I, I'm not a fan. And I think I saw as much as I hate dipshit from Clemson, I agree with them that if they're going to make the playoff bigger, they need to start decreasing the regular season games that you're playing. So, well, the other thing that needs to happen is they really need to rethink. And we talked about this before. There's one, there's way too many bowl games and two, there's way too many schools that qualify as division. Well, I know it's not Division One anymore, but that's what it used to be. Um, I still call it Division that. One <laughs> football teams. Like, and, and same with basketball. There's too many Division One basketball teams. Like, they just they need to really rethink: Are these teams relevant as Division One? Like, should they really be Division Two and, and decrease the number of teams that are in? you know, in college football at different levels and stuff like that. And do they really need to have all these bowl games? Like the bowl games, are, like there's too many of them. Like uh, as we discussed before, there's just too many bowl games. Like there's over 40 bowl games. Like that's just ridiculous. You got. Well, young it doesn't, ma- it doesn't matter because it's money. It's yeah, money I know it, it'll never change. It's, it, it's a money thing. I I completely understand that, but you have, you have junk teams playing in, Irrelevant bowl games for the sake of money for the contracts. That were six and six. You have teams that were six and six or five and seven playing in bowl I think, games. I think what's gonna. I think what might happen too. I could see this happening, and this was talked about like two years ago. Is like if you have all the the big five conferences and all those big division ones, that if they combine conferences, whatever the case may be, I think you're going to see them be kind of split off and do their own thing i'm fine with the playoff system but if they want to go to eight eight teams so so be i can i can get two shits so if they even if they still have eight teams and those all those teams and all those big five conferences join together in conferences whatever and then all the other conference i feel like they're going to kind of do their own thing where they're still going to do the bowls but i think they might have their own playoff system or polling system to do their their championship of the mid conferences and stuff like that. I think you're going to see a separation where you're going to, it's, it's going to be totally different landscape because to be be honest with you, football is different from basketball because basketball, those teams can keep up with the the big conferences. You see it in, in, in the, in the big, in the tournament, 
but in football it's 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 not it doesn't happen as often and it's not it's not gonna that's not gonna change you'll see something once in a while like back in the day with boise and all that stuff and you know beating somebody in a bowl game but it's not it's not something that happens on a regular basis not like basketball i think you guys talked about this on your last one and i'm just gonna say real quick that the whole thing with them like changing the rule where they're going to let these kids get paid, these college kids. I don't, I don't care about that. That's fine. My only issue with that is people like Reggie Bush and these idiots from Ohio state saying, Oh, well, the rule changed. You broke the rule back when that, that we don't change the rule back 15 years ago. So if you did something wrong back then, the rule changed now, not 10 years ago, or like Reggie Bush saying he should have his Heisman trophy back is bullshit. And yeah, I, I'm not I'm not a fan of uh, reinstating stuff. That's what's going to happen. Re- retroactive yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> rule changes. Yeah. yeah, that's that that's my only real take on that. Is I've seen a couple of things where people got in trouble for that years ago, and they're like, oh well. And I, I there's no retroactivity on this, in my opinion, at all. <laughs> no, it's only moving forward. You can't go backwards with the rule and say, well, because you did this and we've changed it no it's going forward it's not a retroactive it's a going forward thing because could you imagine if they did it retroactive and said okay well all the players from this starting in this year will go back to this year all get paid they what are you freaking kidding me like well no they they can't they they can't do that all those players can hope for unfortunately is that excuse me, that their likeness might get used in like a future video game or something like that. Right. Because they've already, they've already they've already made talks about that they might bring back the NCAA video games after like this stuff gets settled, which I'm I'm all in favor. Oh, it's for. definitely coming I, back. I'd I'd love I my I always loved doing those games because I loved the like the recruiting and everything. That's why I was still playing the it's like the best part about the playing the NCAA football two thousand three PS two game again. So <laughs> It was, it was so much fun. I has his PS2, probably. Yeah, I do. Like I said. <laughs> yeah, he did. He plays his 2003 NCAA game. Yeah, I still because I still enjoy it. It's still fun. But, yeah, so it, it'll be interesting it what happens going forward with that. And, and we did touch on that, last, you know, not too long ago. But it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens going forward with the NCAA, basketball, you know, all uh, all sports, because it's going to have to affect all sports. It's not going to be like, well, we're only going to do it for football and basketball. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, those are, the, those are the only two sports that are definite money makers. Um, so... You know, it'll 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 be interesting to see how something like that shakes out. But I just wanted to say real quickly about you're saying about how like there's too many schools that are like Division One, this that, or the other thing. I mean, yeah, you could definitely make that argument, especially when you look at basketball, since there's really no like it's not you know FBS and FCS and everything. Um, but nobody can force those schools to fit under a certain classification like if a school wants to be a division one school it's going to be a division one school um you do see some schools sometimes drop down to division two or division three but it's you know more likely that you see a school moving up to division one anymore there's been like a bunch that have done that over the last 10 years or so well, and maybe the NCAA needs to step in and, and create some kind of guidelines to be eligible as a Division One school. You know, they, um, they have it at the I, high school I, level in order I, to be. I, I think there are certain things like that. I couldn't tell you what they are, but I believe there are certain things that they have to do. 
Like if it's in like, cause when a school like decides to like elevate to division one, mm-hmm. like it's not eligible for like postseason for like three years or something like that. Like they have to basically prove that they can like cut it as a division one program for a certain period of time. So, right. um, that's, so there is some sort of guideline. I just don't know exactly like how they classify it. It says the men won the gold in the relay. So Dressel won good. his first gold. So good, good. That works. What's Michael Phelps doing this year? Oh, wait. He was, he was actually commentating. They were talking to him tonight. Yep, well, he has to retire at some time. Can't swim forever. <laughs> and he, he, yeah. he doesn't need to do anything else. <laughs> he's not a yeah, fish. I mean, he's not Dory. Yeah. He's not Dory from, you know. From... Dory, that's awesome. <laughs> Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. I'm not a fish. I'm a man. <laughs> the way he swam, you wouldn't know he was a man. He would swear he's a freaking fish. He was a beast. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yep. I don't. He he's one of those once in a lifetime athletes for for his for his uh, for swimming. That's for sure. We're probably not going to see another one in our lifetime like that. That's that dominant. At what he does but uh, you know it is what it is we can talk about wrestling now maybe right for a little bit uh yeah if you want to no <laughs> yeah, we kidding. can talk about we can talk about wrestling i don't know what's going on in wrestling i i've I, i've well, completely lost interest be, in watching because wrestling. i've because i because i just went to smackdown the other night in cleveland cleveland the so cleveland steamer yeah <laughs> and i I said, I'll go once, and we'll see what it's like. I will not be going to a WWE event anytime soon. So one oh. night was enough. One night with the crowd was enough for me. It was so, ruined. So I just, I'm not, because I'm in the minority, I just, I, it's not fun for me because I don't, I just don't understand. I, it was cool to see Cena. It was really cool to see Cena in person. That, that mm-hmm. was probably the best part of that night. But I'm not even rooting for Cena when he fights Roman. I'd rather see Roman win. Cena. Well, so, I, I think he, Roman does win just because yes. <laughs> what's the relevance of having Cena win? Like he's not going to be around very long. So I mean, he's he's. I will give Cena credit though. He came back and he's doing like fifteen shows. Like he's not just doing two shows. He's doing all the house shows and everything till the end of August. So oh, you get that ring rust off. Case so, well, he's he's a draw. I mean, they know he's a draw. I mean, before oh, even yeah. before. Before the show started, they were doing "Let's Go Cena." Cena sucks. Like they were doing that before the show even started. Okay. And I think one of our mutual friends, you said you were you're in the minority now. I think one of our mutual friends said that uh, the demographic you don't fit the demographic Pat, anymore. So me and Pat are not in the demo <laughs> anymore that they're trying to appeal to. That doesn't. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's because we're uh, you're we're old. over forty. That's that's what it comes down <laughs> you're, to. You're old. Um. The it was it, and I told Joe this I told Joe this earlier today or yesterday whatever I don't I don't understand why people get excited for guys who are fifty like I just don't so I'm not trying to disrespect Edge because he's a great wrestler he's probably one of the twenty best wrestlers of all time do I want to see a fifty year old wrestling no I do not I don't care who they are. The next time I see you, when you're 50 and I see you, I'm gonna get excited when you get in the, when you walk in the room. I'm like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then I'm gonna drop kick you. 
Edge is only forty. Edge is only forty-seven. Okay, well, whatever. <laughs> he's he's uh, take all these guys who are forty-five or older are taking spots from other people, and 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 what happens is this is why you can't build stars of the future because, like Joe said, they always feel like they have to fall back on somebody. They have to fall back on Cena, or they have to fall back on Edge, or they have to fall back on Brock. As much as I want to see Brock come back. They have to fall back on one of these guys like that because they don't know how to build up anybody. They have yeah. nobody. It's nostalgia. It's the whole nostalgia thing. And yeah, WWE is the one who created it, and it's fucked them multiple times. Yeah, yeah. what I was going to say is, though. Um, they created part-timers. Who, who, who's that person? Who, who's that person who's on the same level? You know, that, and it, it, it does come down to what you're saying. Like, they they don't know how to build people up. It's like, I don't know where like this, like it, it almost becomes like a chicken or the egg kind of thing is the problem that they don't know how to build new stars because they keep relying on the guys from 10, 15, 20 years ago. Or is it that they rely on those guys because they can't build new stars or they can't get new guys over or whatever the case might be. It's, it's really kind of hard to tell. I mean, I, I don't know because on one hand it's like, well, what else were they, could they have possibly done to get Roman Reigns or Seth Rollins or Dean Ambrose or, um, you know, a few, a few other guys whose names are kind of skipping my head right now over. It's like, what else could they have done to get those guys over? Um, I, I don't know. I just I just feel like it's also a case in point where people just don't care about wrestling that much anymore. I don't know. It was it was just like for me it was like because Edge came out first and the place went absolutely ape shit when Edge came out. Of course, I didn't stand up and cheer because I'm not going to do that. So, but then like when Rollins came out, Pat, it was like that time I was there with you with with when Bradshaw came out, like there was like 10 people standing up cheering for Seth Rollins, like in the whole building. Like I was in the extreme minority standing up and cheering for him. And that's just weird to me because Rollins is in his prime. And I just, I don't understand. I don't, I don't, I don't it doesn't, I, I, that's why I think the fans are stupid. I told Joe that when I watch, when I watch AEW and I watch NXT, NXT is the least affected by it. But even in AEW now, like Kenny and the Bucks, people are booing them, like incessantly booing them. If you're a fan of these people, I don't care if they're a face or a heel. You cheer you cheer your people that you like. You don't turn on them just because they're a face or a heel. If you're a 12-year-old kid, I understand. But if you're an adult and you're still cheering for the heels and you're not, like, mentally handicapped or something, I'm going to make fun of you because, like, make your own choices don't you don't have to root for the good guys anymore because you're not a kid anymore, and I, I I don't turn on people. Like if you're you like your people, like I use CM Punk as an example with Joe. He's gonna cheer for CM Punk no matter what he's doing. He can have the worst gimmick in the world, and Joe's still gonna cheer for him because he likes him. I don't understand how these people like one day they like this guy. Like like um a perfect example would be at Money in the Bank. These people are booing Roman the whole match. And then when he does the hoo everybody does it. 
if you don't like him, you don't do that. You don't do that. You don't. You boo him, and that's it. I, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like people are like such hypocrites, like wrestling fans especially, and I see it happening in front of my face all the time. Well, well, well. I my that's my. That's what they want, though. That's the crazy part. My, my, I want to talk. My, my, Let me talk. Shh. Let, okay. Let me talk. Okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, senor. <laughs> so. <laughs> One of the things that's, you have to admit, one of the things that's kind of been the downfall of WWE in, in, in probably in the last 10 years or so is when they really started caring about what the fans' input into their product was. And not to say that everything that fans want is not a good idea. Not every idea that they have is bad, okay? But when you solely start looking at the fans and saying, okay, we got to give the fans what they want – you start taking your product from being what you want it to be to being what the fans want it to be. And we can see how the product is drastically changed and, and it's not necessarily for the good for their product in general. Yes. We are not part of the demographic anymore. that WWE is trying to cater to, they're trying to cater to that, like five to like 25 demographic, maybe 30. You know, and that's a that's a huge range of people. Like that's a very diverse group of people. Like they all have different. But the simple fact comes when when you're trying to when you're listening to the fans too much, in, in what you're gonna put out there as a product, it gets really really bad, and it's gotten really really stale too. Like they're not doing anything original. So you know, you're gonna just have, um, you know people all over the place because they don't necessarily know who they should root for, who they should cheer for, you know, and not every fans like you doesn't have a loyalty to, you know, I like this guy as a heel and now he's a face. Do I still cheer him or do I boo him now? Or, you know, or, or, and vice versa. Usually it's vice versa. They were a uh, face and now they're a heel. You know, they don't have that loyalty. They're just like, okay, go with the crowd and, you know, to each their own you know you can cheer for whoever you want to and boo whoever you want to i don't, I don't freaking care but it, it just gets very convoluted and it gets very hard to follow and it gets and that's why i really have stopped watching because i don't want you i want you to listen to the fans as far as like if there's no crowd reaction for this person and they're not getting over in six months and there's still no crowd like Baron Corbin is a perfect fucking example. Why is he still on your roster of fucking people when nobody cares about him? You're evidently not, you're evidently listening to the fans, like the few fans that he has, because nobody else fucking cares. They turning him out, him out of the ring. Homeless, they're turning him into a homeless hobo right now. Oh my God. So bad. That Because that's fucking makes sense. But anyways, but you, you just, you Either you're going to listen to your fans or you're not going to listen to fans because evidently they're not listening to your fans for that guy, but they listen to him for everything else because it's like, what the fuck? Because he's not a draw. Nobody goes to watch a wrestling show to say, oh, dude, I'm going to see Baron Corbin fight tonight. I'm like, no, no, nobody fucking cares about Baron Corbin. You know, and then they drop, um, they drop, uh, damn it, um, Braun Strowman. People actually liked Braun Strowman. We, I personally did not, but people like Braun Strowman, but they let him go. They're yeah. supposedly going to sign him back. He was making too much money, so I think they oh. let him go to get him out of the contract he was in. And now there's rumors that they're going to bring – I mean, they brought Samoa Joe back. I mean, granny's on NXT. but And they brought Selena Vega back. So they brought two of the people that they got rid of back in the last, like, month. 
that's how they do contract negotiations in the WWE. We're going to fire you (laughs) and then bring you back less money. Less money. (laughs) (laughs) Like, no, it's it's that it's that old territory adage. Uh, You got to go learn a new hold, and then once you do, you can come back. So it's just it's how can I how how can I miss you if you won't go away? But that also has a lot to do in their talent development too, is by listening to what the crowd wants. Because if the crowd doesn't like you, okay, we don't. We, you're evidently not. You know, we don't get enough crowd noise, crowd reaction. This people are saying they want to see this person. We're watching our Instagram. We're watching our tweets. We're all doing all this, and nobody seems to be caring about you. So um, we're gonna put you on the back burner. Uh, the other thing, the other thing at Money in the Bank too was when when Rhea and Charlotte were fighting. Like two minutes into the match, the crowd started chanting, "We want Becky." And yeah. then 12, 15 minutes later, they were chanting, this is awesome. What a bunch of dipshits. That is so <laughs> hypocritical. It doesn't get any worse than that to be chanting, we want Becky. And then two minutes into the match, they didn't even give these girls a chance to do anything. No. Well, Which, it was, uh, it was I, shitty. I, 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 my counter to that would be that the two things aren't contradictory to each other. I think it's a case in point where they realize that this is like the first, like, you know, show back on the road and everything. And so like, there was a lot of talk about like there being surprises for the show. And I think that was just like that crowd saying that was a surprise they wanted to see. I don't think that chanting, we want Becky is really necessarily saying we don't give a shit about watching these two women in this match. I, I, I disagree with you on that. So I think that that was, that was well, what my perception of it was, 100%. And that was a lot of people's perception, too. My, yeah, my friend Zach was sitting here next to me saying, these people in this crowd are a bunch of dipshits. So somebody else besides me said the same exact thing. Look at these assholes okay. trying to hijack this event. And again, all, all I'm really saying to that is that, you know, again, I think it was just a crowd that was just hyped for a surprise, and they didn't really – necessarily care what it was or anything like that so it was the, I'm, the glad other thing, yeah. I'm glad charlotte flipped the crowd off and did the crotch chop yeah. to him because the crowd deserved it so yeah she, she hey, gave him the thing she walked hey, around like this and she gave him the cross shot and they blacked it out and they had to just let it play out because she kept doing it <laughs> it was that's, awesome. hey you know what that's 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 fine that's that's, that's called because she's still here that, right yeah that's called playing to the crowd. It's called yes. being a heel, you know. Which she was a lot of heels don't that's do always, anymore. That's the way yeah. stuff is still supposed to be did, done, though. as far as I'm concerned. The, the other thing that didn't help is is Becky did post on social media that she was in the same city <laughs> that the pay per view <laughs> was at, and she took a picture, I think, like outside the stadium or some shit like that. So it's kind of like you're getting all those fans are coming to this pay per view hyped up because. Oh shit, Becky Lynch has posted on Twitter that she's in front of the fucking stadium. Oh shit, she's coming out tonight. She's showing up. And but but on the flip side, like why I mean, I could see if like it was like 10 minutes into the match. Okay, you know, you're expecting Becky to come out, but like two minutes. It's like I, I just kind of like if, really if, didn't give them a chance. It would have been ten, like, if I wouldn't be nearly as critical if it was ten or twelve minutes into the match because then you've at least watched the match and given them a chance. It's the fact that they didn't even wait too deep in the match, and then the match ended up being the best match on the pay per view. So, like <laughs> that just that just that irked me. The crowd I, and Pat, I understand the crowd was hype. The crowd's hype. In every crowd I've seen has been hype. 
even the shitty crowd I sat in the other night was hype. So, but the best the best part of the night for me the other night was when Rollins shit on Cleveland. He's like, I didn't really want to come out here and see you people because I don't even want to be in this city right now. So, yeah. Uh, although I, I did also tell Joe, I'm very curious to see John Cena and Roman Reigns in a promo head to head in the ring to see where Roman how far Roman has come since the last time that happened when Cena took him behind the woodshed and shit on him. So I'm, I, I wonder if they're going to let Cena just talk from the cuff or they're going to freaking give no, us they would, script. No, they, they let Cena talk from the cuff. They, Cena, they, 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 they would not dare hand <laughs> Cena's script. Yeah, Cena's, Cena's in, in that – he's with The Rock where he gets to just go out and talk. They don't give him a – it might be like, hey, Cena, say two things about, say something about this and this, and I don't, we don't give a shit what you say. Well, I remember, I remember, uh, good old Chris Jericho saying that he came to him with the script and he threw the script at them and said, get away, get the fuck away from me with this shit, or something to that <laughs> effect. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, definitely. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> we'll see how much, we'll see how much Heyman's taught. Well, because you guys didn't really watch SmackDown, Roman did. He got a really good dig on Cena the other night. He was like, you come back and Hollywood ch- change your look, but then he's like, same old music, same old entrance. You run down to the ring, nothing's changed. It's kind of like the missionary position. It gets boring after a while. <laughs> nice. That was good. That, that was that like this is best dick he's ever done. I have, Heyman, I have a feeling that was not in the script. And when Heyman, when Heyman left and he went to the back and he was singing Cena's music, that was also priceless. So, do, 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 do. I just, do, 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 do. I, and if, I, if, if, if some of you guys like the New Day, that's fine. I think Biggie Langston is garbage. I've, I've never liked him. I think he's the worst person of the three in the New Day, and I'm just not excited about him like winning the belt it just does nothing for me because i think he's a mid carter at best so i just i'm not i'm not there at all with him <laughs> I, I i have no problems with them giving him an opportunity because yeah. i don't think i don't i don't buy into that whole he deserves it bullshit or he earned it i don't buy into that that's not a reason to give somebody something so I, so I I, i'm I don't have anything against Big E as far as like his ability and talent and stuff like that, but do I think he's championship material? Do I think he should be on the the is he a headliner? Nah, he's more of a mid carter and not even a not a great mid carter either because I the new day is what him being part of the new day is what really made him It's what made all three of them. You know, well, and and see that it, um, I guess Kofi, I guess some people probably like Kofi before I didn't, but some people probably did like Kofi before the New Day. But like Xavier Woods and and Big E, that's that's the only thing that really made them relevant. And with Xavier Woods, we didn't get to see enough of him before the New Day right. was formed. Like he was pretty much there for maybe a couple months, I think. And I like him. He was in the New Day. Right, I like him because he's Consequences Creed from TNA, and I'm assuming Joe likes him for that reason too. And right. he, we, we already knew from seeing him on TNA that he was full of talent. He was full of charisma. Oh yeah. Talk on the mic. He had all the key elements, but just like a lot of things, um, they squandered what could have been, and they put him in a group, which it's benefited him. But we know he's he could be easily be uh, a top mid Carter, if not possibly. 
you know, in that, that top tier. <clears> he's someone like could be US champ or intercontinental champ easily. Yeah. Right. But Big E Absolutely. as, as the, the champ, it, it, it almost feels like Mark Henry all over again. Now, Mark Henry, I think, should have had more titled opportunities when he was in his prime instead of just giving it to him at the end of his career and just saying, here, thank you. Like, cause that's well, there was, there was, there, there was two reasons why they didn't. Well, I, yeah, he was uh, injury prone. He was injury prone and he hurt other people. That's but, not a good combination. So. No, but you know, Biggie Langston, uh, he's not in that same league. In my personal opinion, he's not in that same league as Mark Henry is. Um, he hasn't put in the time to be able to say, oh, he deserves that title. Like he, he's not, he hasn't been there long enough for that. And I mean, uh, they, he's been there for like eight years at least. Yeah. But look at how many years are Mark Henry was there. I mean, I know he had those issues with hurting people and being hurt, but still look at how long Mark Henry was there before they even put the title on him. He also had a 20 year contract. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, so, but it's, it's just one of those things like, there, there's plenty of other people that they could have put it on, you know, and, instead of Big E Langston, they didn't have to put it on him as a thank you, favor, favor right. deserves. That's whatever. what it felt. That's what it felt like to me. So whatever like, the reason just... was for it, it, it doesn't make sense because there, there's just other people that are much better that could have been in that title hunt that they're probably well, squandering right now. Oh, I remember to think when I was watching that match was you know as soon as the stream started working properly. Yes. Uh, oh, that was a <laughs> catastrophe. Peacock uh, was a hot mess that night. Just yeah, just doing their entrances, just doing their like. You, I went back and watched all the entrances because we didn't get to see any of the entrances for that match. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just you know I was like panicking, thinking that like you know it was like oh great so this is the first taste I'm getting of the internet not working in my apartment oh. here and everything. Uh, oh, and then no. the, see, the, then when I saw that it was Peacock, I was like, oh, well, that's yeah. a relief. Um, but so I was looking at it like this. I was like, okay, so the obvious favorites in this match are Drew and Seth, which means neither one of them will probably win it. I said, Morrison and Ricochet, no chance. No chance. No chance. And then nope. what did we have left over? We had Riddle. Owens. Riddle and Nakamura. Nakamura and Riddle. I said, I can see reasons for and against all those guys, so I'm guessing one of those four wins this match. Yeah, Riddle's going to be the next person that I'm just going to be like, eh, I don't want to see him as champ. I don't think he deserves it. But, I, don't think he's a, but, I don't think he's a world title, but he's a good mid-card guy, Like, and he's going to win the tag belt with Orton when Orton's off the disability list or whatever's going on with Orton. So yeah. the, the, thing with, the thing with Riddle, though, too, is that I think that the – I think the gimmick's a little goofy for um, being a world champion. Being I serious, I think I think he's a little small for a world champion, though. Of course, they they have almost some small guys, um, mm-hmm. but I think it's like it's the, I think I think I think the goofiness of the gimmick is gonna is gonna hurt him more. And see, and so that's a that's another thing too. You talk about them not being able to build stars, and it's like, well, why is that? Is it because? <clears throat> They, they, there's too much comedy. I think that that's a factor. Yep. Um, you know, it's like I feel like they've already fucked up McIntyre in a lot of ways, and I think that uh, one of the ways in which they've done that is by having him say a lot of this really nonsensical shit. Like, you know, the the, the sword it comes from like the tooth of a dragon. It's like, I mean, they they fucked him up before they even did that when they had him lose twice to Lashley because of MVP well, yeah. and looking like a, a yeah. dimwit. 
yeah, you, you, you could definitely make the argument too, but you have him go out there then again. When you, when you, like the way that you really got him over was by being an ass kicker, by being a serious ass kicker, by coming right into the Royal Rumble and taking it right to Brock fucking Lesnar and everything. Yeah. And then a year and a half later, you have him saying that the sword that he carries, when they're basically also like recycling some kind of like Braveheart thing, when it's like Braveheart's 25 fucking years old. Um, what, you don't like seeing him draw the big sword having the, the face paint on and everything like that? No, it's stupid. <laughs> um, but the, like, you know, for him to, to not be handed a script where they're saying, we want you to say that the sword is, you know, the tooth of a dragon. For him to not pull it the Jericho and throw that script back in somebody's face and say, I'm not saying that. Um, wow. oh, come on, they, 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 they've, they've built him up at this point. They put the title on him. If he's going to go throw that script in somebody's face, they're not going to fire him. No. Yeah. You go from being Brock Lesnar to being a dimwit. Like, how, how does that happen? Yeah, the one thing I do that to somebody. So, Lazy booking. I read his book, and the one thing I will say about him is he clearly thinks he's better on the mic than he actually is. So he really thinks he's like one of the top tier guys on the mic, and I'm laughing the whole time I'm reading that part. I'm like, you're not even close, buddy. So keep thinking you're like that, but you're not even in the top tier. So that that's I I, I enjoyed his book. Other than that part of it where he was like trying to talk like he's one of the better wrestling guys on the mic and he's not. <laughs> so who, who, Drew? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize he had a book. Yep, I read it. He's Seamus is like his best friend, basically. So like that's yeah. Scottish Shocker. guy, Irish guy? Shocker. Uh, um I I thought Ricochet and Kevin Owens were the best guys, the MVPs of the ladder match. So that was my problem is I thought those two guys stole the show in that match. And usually the guy that does that doesn't win. So I was, I was cringing yeah. a couple times with some of the bumps that Owens took in that match. I was just At, like, when Ricochet jumped off the ropes, that was one of the coolest things I saw this year. That was one of the best spots I saw this year. He hit that. He almost jumped too far. <laughs> like, he almost overjumped yeah, them. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. I, I think one of the other reasons that they struggle to make new stars is that they don't... They don't in my view, effectively use NXT. They don't. Um, you're right. You're, you're not wrong about that part of this, Pat. That, that, that they, they don't know how to incorporate them in, usually. At this point, NXT should not just... They, they, NXT should not just be, like, developmental. Um, they should, from time to time, trade guys between NXT and the main roster. Um, just for the sake of yeah, it, it's it's an old saying. Cornette says it a lot. How can I miss you if you won't go away? How do you prevent your product from becoming stale? You got to create new matchups. Well, doing a draft once a year isn't going to do that because inevitably you're going to have wrestler A and wrestler B who feuded for three months go their separate ways and then maybe go their separate shows but then like a year or two later they feud they're again. back on the, they're back yeah. on the same show feuding with each other again and it's like okay well something could have changed in two years yes but it's still something that you've seen before 
Meanwhile, if you switch guys between the NXT every once in a while, I'm not saying you have to do it. Either you have, you have to include NXT in the draft necessarily, and and do it all, do like a complete revamp like that, because I think there's still pretty clearly some people in NXT who aren't really ready for the main roster. Um, Didn't it probably, how big of a deal was Finn Balor's return to SmackDown then? Because he had been on NXT for a year or so. I mean, there was was a big deal there. Right. So I'm just saying like, you know, let's say if you you moved a couple people to NXT and had them work with some of the newer guys and some of the up-and-comer guys, and then maybe then you brought them back to Raw or SmackDown. Then, like you know, it might it might mean something for that. Like you know, what are Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode doing right now, as an example? Yep. I think that, I Very think those. I wrestled the other day, but that's the first time I've seen them on TV in like a month. Right. It's like one of those be two guys that would be great to work with some of the younger, newer guys in NXT. And when I say younger, newer guys, I'm not talking about like the top NXT guys. So I'm not talking about Kerry oh, Cross. Carrying Cross or Gargano or Chomp or Cole or O'Reilly or Fish or Strong and all those guys, you know, and maybe it's some time we get some of those guys on the main roster too, um, you know, just because like how how fucking long have Gargano and Chomp been? Well, in here's the thing: Chompa supposedly said he will not go to the main roster. Like supposedly he said he'll quit or retire. So that's what okay. the rumor is that he doesn't want anything to do with the main roster. So. Right, gonna, I, guess maybe, I, I guess maybe I understand that, but wouldn't you want to work with some different guys? So, I just... Chapa, Gargano, and Cole, to me, those three guys are better than almost everybody on the main roster. If you take AJ, Seth Rollins, and maybe one other person out, those three guys are better than the rest of the roster in the ring, all three of them. So, maybe Finn. Finn's probably in that discussion, too. But they don't have a lot of guys on their main roster who are, like going to put on four or five star matches every time out. Bobby Lashley's not no. doing it. So, like, they don't they don't have a ton of those guys. So, mixing it up and bringing Adam Cole up or bringing Johnny Gargano up or somebody besides Finn, I like they. I don't want them to do it, but they need to do it for the reasons you just said, Pat. So, yeah. Well, and and um, I think I've said to this I think I've said this to you guys before. I think like AEW seems to have this like never-ending, always-expanding roster where, like, nobody ever gets fired or, wow. or seems to leave. Now, I know they're adding the second show and this, that, and the other thing, but do you know how many people, because, again, Cornette was doing this on his podcast uh, last week and this week, like, where he was saying, like, he was, like, picking, like, his WWE roster and everything. Do you know how many people are on the Superstars oh, I- page on WWE.com? I think they said it was over 200. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, that's accounting that that's that's counting every brand. Um, like, you know, including I think you know, not just NXT, but I think also NXT UK. Right. It's like two hundred people? I mean Pat, Pat, there's probably there's probably a hundred people on AEW's roster on one there, you know, I told Joe they better divide the brand up and have different people on different shows. If they don't do that, they're fucked. Like they can't have the same people on both shows every week. Like they're like, there's so many people that nobody's getting to see right now that they, they, should be they, they can't fuck up like they did with Nitro and Thunder, like WCW did. <laughs> well, see that was the whole thing. Well, they very quickly turned Thunder into an absolute B show. And you never saw the main event guys on, 
on Thunder. But at the same time, it's like th- th- they have to make a decision if they want that second show to be a second show that's like an equal. And just the time slot alone, though, tells me that it's not. Right. Um, because, you know, Friday night, later at night, that's not exactly a, a ratings bonanza time slot. Um, but they have to really, I think, under, you know, decide if, if they wanted to make it like an, like an equal show or do they wanted to make it a show where they want to get some of these guys who you don't see all the time, some experience on yeah. wrestling on TV. Is the show supposed to be live or taped? Have they even said that live. yet? Live. Yeah. Okay. Live show. So there, there, there's another factor. Um, you know, they'll, they'll have to figure stuff like that out. So because they have- I, I, I am actually kind of interested to see what they Sorry, I saw something weird on my Facebook. Uh, I am interested to see what they do with that, just because they do have such a big roster, and there are some, there are some guys who I definitely would like to see more. Of. Like I want to see more of Brian Pillman Jr. You know, so that, that kind of stuff. I, so. I want to see more of the acclaimed. I want to see more of Private Party. There's definitely groups like people I want to see, and I like Pillman too. So there are definitely people I want to see more of, and and even somebody like Christian. Or like guys like that who are in the mid card, Ricky Starks, Brian Cage, some of those guys. You put them on that show, even if the the belt that Miro's carrying around is the main belt on that show. Then you have your mid card, some of your mid card stuff going on on there. And if you're going to bring a trios belt in, you could maybe feature that on that show too. Even like they just they need to do something to delineate, especially if these uh. Rumors about two certain guys are true, so they yeah, think, I, was, I was I was I was wondering when we were going to get to that. <laughs> I mean, I, I may very well be in Chicago on September fifth watching CM Punk debut in AEW. So, yeah, um, can you imagine what that pop would sound like oh, if, that, cult of pers- if, if cult of personality hits and then he comes and out? I, and I, <laughs> I'm like, They're gonna go ape shit. I'm not like the biggest. It might, be the, not, it might be the loudest pop ever. I'm, I'm not the biggest. I'm not his biggest fan. But if I get to see that, that's gonna be pretty badass to be able to be there and see that. So. Yeah. See, I if if those two guys, because I know we'll probably want to wrap this up soon. If those two guys go to AEW, it's definitely gonna make me watch AEW only from the aspect of seeing what they do with them, and because. I'm sure for for I don't know so much about punk what punk's exact motivation to go to AEW, AEW would be if it's purely financial or if there is like oh I want to work with that guy and I want to work with that guy. I think it's Daniel, I think it's the second thing you said is my guess. Daniel, I don't think Daniel it's financial Bryan, for him. With with Daniel Bryan, I know it would be I want to work with that guy. I want to work with that guy, especially since he knows that. You know his his career could end at any time with you know the history of neck injuries and every other damn thing and concussion injury and you know, so that kind of thing. So the thing of it is is that I would have to think that both guys like they probably wouldn't get the Hogan clause, but I would have to think that they would both get some level of control over what they do especially when I read so many comments from some of these AEW guys, they're like, oh, yeah, we can do whatever we want to do, which is kind of troubling in a lot of ways because none, a lot of those guys who are saying that are not guys who should be able to call their own shots. Um, but I would have to think, again, Brian and Punk would get that 
So I would then be interested to see what it is that they're doing and if they would start doing goofy comedy shit or if they would actually do stuff that, you know, just, you know, paints them completely serious. And that would really kind of help me with. I don't think trying Trump to like, try, try, trying to like I don't think he would either, but he made the comment saying about, I guess, like, like, like why he wouldn't go back to WWE saying like, you know, I wouldn't want to be doing bad television and just, again anytime i try to watch an AEW show it's like i just see like a bunch of things that are bad if it's if it's not botches in the ring it's a lot of nonsensical booking or it's like that every match ends with like run-ins and brawls and like they, like they do that like multiple times a show it's almost like watching a, a vince russo a vince russo written nitro where every match ends in a dq yeah, yeah, they have work to like, do. Like they the still got AEWs. Yeah, they need to improve stuff like that. And you would hope that if they bring two guys of this caliber in, that maybe some of that could rub off on everybody else. But I sometimes worry that some of these worst tendencies that AEW shows would maybe rub off on them because I think that has happened with Jericho. I think that has happened with Matt Hardy. I think it's happened with some other people. So well, we'll yeah, see. And that's- and I think a little bit of that is because you have Jeff, uh, not Jeff, uh, Jeff Hardy, um, freaking good Lord. Uh, no, I you just said his name and Matt I just, Hardy. no, not Matt Hardy. The other oh, one, Jericho. Jericho, Jericho. Thank you. I don't know why all of a sudden I couldn't think, but, uh, Jericho, who it, it, it's kind of like those days of, WCW where he gets to make too much decision. He has input on too much stuff. And though he has been around for fucking ever now in the wrestling world, there are some people that know how to book and that's why they book. And there's some people that don't know how to book even with the vast wrestling knowledge that they have. And it's, I I wonder if that's what's happening with AEW that there's too much input from Jericho and he really should just remain helping the young guys wrestling on the show leave the booking up to somebody else like he's not a dusty dusty learned how to book like in, well in, yeah well not all the time i know he, but he I always book well I, but. I actually don't think jericho's really i don't really think jericho's doing a lot with that i actually don't think he i i feel like jericho my biggest problem with jericho's i just i don't want to see him wrestle anymore i don't think he's saying i'm gonna win i'm gonna lose i think he's gonna he's he's put well no he is i'm at not the point. Yeah, I'm not saying that he's doing that. I'm thinking, I'm saying he just has a lot of input on the booking end of uh, for the whole thing, not just his portion himself, but everything. He's he's tried to deny that, and he's not one of the EVPs the way that he's not not Cody or the Bucks. Cody, 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 and Omega and the Bucks are and everything. Um, But I could also argue that the fact that Cody and Omega and the Bucks are EVPs like that is also. A, a bad idea um you know it's like yeah. because i don't think it's a bad idea because i don't think they've done anything horrible yet so i don't i don't think it's a bad idea they're still learning so uh, i mean i just well we can all agree there, things have to get better there, 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 there can be too much of this guy or the other guy having like too much, like, you know, power over everybody else, you know, it's like, it's, yeah. And it's happy. You, you, it, the, the, the creative control stuff in WCW, people like to point to that as one of like reasons why WCW went down. Um, 
Dusty's booking in Crockett, a lot of people point to why things started souring for them in like 87 and 88 and like led to the them having to sell out to Turner and everything. Um, so there are some times where it's like if you still got somebody who's still that close to the top of the card who has that much influence that it can lead, it can possibly lead to bad things. I mean, I mean, it could, but like on a week, we haven't, we haven't seen it yet because the company's still too new and everything. They so are, they're, still, they're still trying to find their footing on a week to week, on a week to week basis. There have definitely been some shows that were bad. There was, there was, there was a, about a five week stretch back during the pandemic where AEW was awful for like four or five weeks in a row. But they have not. They've had one bad pay per view since they started. Like their pay per views have been, I I put two or three of their pay per views in my top ten in the last three years. So they, their pay per views have been really good. So they're doing something right that the pay per views are like. You know their pay per views are better than all of the. I, I don't even know if there's a WWE pay per view that would be in my top five in the last three years. It'd be NXT and AEW. That's it. So. WWE's not even close. <laughs> the, the other thing, well, the other, as long as they don't do anything stupid like uh, an exploding ring that doesn't explode. Again. I mean, obviously that was stupid, but the, the yeah. rest of the pay per view was stupid. But I didn't want them to do that anyways, so I was not necessarily a fan. I don't need exploding death matches, so I don't yeah. necessarily need that. All right, oh, Joe. Yeah. Say, give your point, and then I think we're gonna wrap it up on. Yeah, yeah. Today. So I mean, like, what? Wrap my, it up, my, yo. Hey, hey, hey. Sorry. No, hey, I was yo. doing a Chappelle I think the, the one thing I think Tony Khan has to learn is that, like, I understand he gives these guys a lot of freedom as far as them letting them be very, take control of their own character and come up with ideas. Because I read he still has final say in a lot of stuff that goes on, what goes on in the show and all that. But I think he wants a lot of these guys to succeed and fail where they're not told what to do if you have an idea come to him he goes over it with you if he likes it great if he doesn't like it he'll tell you why from what i've read and then you kind of discuss and tweak it to to to, to make it better and he lets them go out there and do their thing and if it works great if you know it doesn't work then they fail then they they kind of they try you know they they move on to the next thing they they tweak it or whatever they need to do to make it to try to make it better than what it was. And I think you see a lot of that growth as far as like some of the characters, as far as some things kind of don't make sense when they go out there and do things and some things are home runs. So they're, st they're still learning in regards to that. And those wrestlers too are still learning because three quarters of this roster have never been on a prime time TV show like this ever. Like you could talk about TNA all you want and ROH and, <laughs> you know, AAA and all that stuff. Like you're on access and, and all like, you know, small TV networks. You're not being shown to like millions upon millions of fans like you are in like TNT and TBS. So, yes. I mean, th there's still learning in regards to that. And I, the biggest thing people like going to Tony Khan is because he gives them the freedom to be themselves He's not telling them what they have to do and how they have to do this. You know, the professional wrestlers are there for a reason. They've worked for multiple companies for a reason. So it's just a learning curve in regards to that. So it's got to see where, see, see where it goes. It's a good point. Well, I, I, I positive, would just say that at, at some point, guys like that do have to be told what to do, though. Uh, they do. Maybe, not maybe not necessarily from a booking standpoint, but from an in-match standpoint, like, you know, 
you don't need to do like that spot or that spot because it's too dangerous. You know, you, you got to be thinking a little smarter about stuff like that. And, you know, yeah. anytime we can stop doing dives to the outside where like the other guys like, you know, has to stand there and wait to catch the other guy, the less we see that spot, the better, you know, just as an example, that's across the board. That's that applies to WWE too. <laughs> and those are the growing things that new companies go through. All right. So, we're going to wrap up this show. We're going to call it a night where we want to thank everybody for tuning in um, to the, to the wonderful <laughs> I fell asleep show. already <laughs> to, <laughs> to this wonderful show. Thanks AJ for joining us today. Um, even though we told everybody in the last episode that you had left, <laughs> he's back. I'll show up. I'll show up from time to time. I mean, you guys didn't do that many. Like I just don't really want to do it every weekend, but if you're not doing it every weekend, yeah. then... well, we'll be, we should well, be back next I mean... week to do another one. So, you know, if you'd like to join us, feel free. We'll yeah, I wasn't I wasn't set up to try to do a podcast for like the last three weeks. So, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> I really only got up and running here. Vacations going so. on, Darth Pat moving. You know, just a lot of stuff going on on our personal lives. So we had to put a halt to the two of the podcasts. But we're glad everybody showed up today. Uh, hope everybody enjoyed it. Um, the audio version of this will probably be out next week sometime as I get the three weeks ago. It's audio version out this coming week. So we're a little bit delayed. I'm a, I should say I'm a little bit delayed on getting audio versions <laughs> out right. there, but uh, it, happens. it all gets done. And uh, we want to thank everybody because uh, last time I looked, we got quite the few listeners in, in, in our worldview. We have India tuning in. We had more more UK tuning in. Um, Damn, appreciate so, it. I guess I got to be careful awful. and not rip on NXT UK then. <laughs> <laughs> So we got we got some international <laughs> listeners. We're starting to grow our audience in the in the. Uh, we're not allowed to make fun of Jinder either. No. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> you know, so we're, well, we're starting to grow that those, crowd. Those in, in our audio versions, which is pretty awesome. So thanks to you to if you listen to this on the audio. Thanks for tuning in. We always appreciate it. Uh, we hope you enjoy the show. And with that, we're gonna say good night, good afternoon, and good morning. And we'll catch you on the next episode. <laughs>